Welcome to Free Fall RC Podcast. All right, welcome to another episode of Free Fall RC Podcast. I'm Steve, and here with me is Kevin. Hey, guys. We have Andy. Hey, now. And Ian. Hey, what's up, guys? All right, I got some Rolos here, too. No digging in the candy bag while the show's starting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, sorry about that. This is episode 341, Quit Working. By the way, I blame you, Andy. Rolos, you can't be telling me about Blame Rolos. me. What the hell, man? Andy, I I did uh, go through the supermarket one or two or 15 times this past week, and I did see Pringles and Stacks, and I came very close to doing a taste test. Why didn't you? I might, I might have yeah. to do that. If you saw them there, why wouldn't you? Oh, my God. I don't yeah. know. I don't and know. you thought about it. God. I thought about it. I was going to take oh a picture God. of it, send it to you. Why do I said, all no. that? Just buy a pack yeah. of each eat a few and see which one you like better all right I'm i think kevin turned that. into a woman when he went down to florida window shopping Something. i don't know if i should get it i don't know if i should get that well it's right there uh, i wanted to do it but well, dude i hmm. moved to port st Lucie, not west palm beach <laughs> i don't know the difference well he's back he's in jersey now i was starting to say i guess he couldn't carry two cans on his bicycle but well, no, that well, there's a, a whole other, now. that, that probably was in the back of my mind, the issue because in Jersey, <laughs> we're not allowed to have any kind of baggage at the, at the shopping center. So oh my you, God. You, yes. You push a cart with all your stuff in there, yeah, load it up mm-hmm. into the self-checkout or yep. wherever the, the lady's going to check you out. And then she looks at you yeah. and you got to pull like, all your freaking chicken and cantaloupe and grapes mm-hmm. all in the yep. same, like, you back in the shopping cart, cart. your own bag. Yeah. Yeah. You could do that too. Yeah. But I just, I usually curse the communistic state of New Jersey <laughs> as I'm in there. I can't believe that. I make no a big people. scene. I say, I can't wait to go home. And then everybody asks me where I'm from. And then I get this halo and I go, I'm from Florida. <laughs> like that explains a lot. See, that's, that's different. Here in Tennessee, they give you extra bags. Yeah. yeah. And they say, and the bags are when it's, says when you're finished, just throw them in the road or throw them in a the river. Oh, I thought it was no for problem. like your head. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> You'd think they would give you those in Jersey for your head. Yeah. All right. Let's get the show back. <laughs> so let's check in for almost a week. Who wants to fault. go first? It's yeah. always my fault. It is. It's always my fault. You started sure us down is. this path. Yes. Yeah, and I don't care because I love the comments. Oh, the show that maybe talks about helicopters. I see them. <laughs> I love them. Yeah. <laughs> and it's the truth. So uh, that's great. Hey. <laughs> so, all right, I'll go first. Yeah, what you do, Kevin? So yeah. I hate New Jersey. I, I hated New Jersey like for a week. Yeah. Um, my wife had knee surgery last last week on Monday. Didn't come home until Tuesday. And she's actually been doing really, really good. Uh, been getting a lot better. She walked yesterday for the first time without a cane or anything, which I find unbelievable mm-hmm. for like a week later, you know. Yeah. But today she was in a lot of pain. And, um, dude, I don't know, Ian, if you're what you have to do in the hospital, but if you're in nursing or any, any of that kind of environment, God bless people that do that because, dude, I'm like yeah. up to here with it and i only have one patient 
I'm not your wife. Imagine if it was some random person you didn't really oh, like. Oh, yeah. I'd be pushing uh, down the flight of stairs in the wheelchair. <laughs> oh my Oops. Oh, my bad. That's why you walk out the door and shut the door. <laughs> yeah, I guess. So you don't push them down a flight of stairs. So you don't pinch off their IV or anything. Oh, fuck. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm so glad I'm not a nurse. And there's probably patients out there that are also glad that I'm yeah, not a nurse. the whole world's glad of that. Yeah. Because, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, so... I might go flying with Mike D this week. I know we're not on what we're coming up to, but uh, I did fly with Mike D a couple weeks ago, or, or you know, yeah, a couple it was a couple weekends ago now. And I all I've been doing really is just taking care of my wife, um, doing food shopping every other day. I've been make I've been cooking a lot of stuff too, which I'm kind of glad I got into the whole like cooking thing like a week before I left. Nice. So I've been making, I made uh, General Tao's chicken. I made orange chicken. I made fish and chips, which came out really good. Well, thanks to that guy, Josh Wiseman on YouTube. And I did, but I did pack up some stuff, man. I packed up like three, three or four airplanes this past week to ship to Florida. And dude, I was like, how am I going to do this? I went to Home Depot and I bought some fairly large boxes and I cut two of them in half and made one giant box. It was like 47 by 20 by 18 or something. Or 18 by 18 by 47, something like that. And I was like, all right. And I got some bubble wrap and stuff that I had laying around. And I wrapped up took apart like three airplanes, wrapped them all up. Uh, took one of my micros and cut the box down so I could fit it in there, actually, and, and get that seated in there nice. And I wrapped it up and I, and I, what I did was I used Gorilla Glue to glue it all together, uh, in the caulk tube. And it came out really good, sealed it up really nice. And I just talked to Steve Shaw like a week or two ago and he said, I just shipped a, a Goblin Fireball and it cost him like, I don't know, $80, he told me. I don't know where he was shipping it to. <laughs> Antarctica. Uh, <laughs> but, to be to be fair, I think Steve's type was like, "Hey, uh, I have this helicopter when you shipped out. Can you pack this up and ship this out to yeah. me next day?" Right. So they're gonna charge you like next the you know, box, the supplies, the hitting the person actually taking yeah, it. True. You know all that stuff. So the only person I could find that would buy this lives in Canada, Australia. <laughs> Australia. So now, yeah, so I shipped this thing out, and it was well over a hundred dollars to ship this box. But I think for having four planes in it, what the hell? Four used planes. I'm like, gives me something to do, at least. <laughs> so that's what I did. Shipped that stuff. Um, my Sukhoi, my SBOC, the Shrike that I had, and like I said, a little microplane. Actually, t- almost two microplanes. I got parts to go for the Beast. The yeah, Beast, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and the, I found, like I said last week, I found the old... Uh, Habu? The Habu, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think the motor was going in that though, which would make it all that much better. Yeah. Uh, so when you got <laughs> when you got done gluing this box together, first I've never heard anybody glue the box together. Yes, seriously. How many things did you find you forgot to put in there? Well, what I did was I I took the two parts of the box, like and kind of like one side was long for both sides, and I kind of flipped it around so. I had a short side, long side, short side, long side, and I glued the two long sides to the two short sides. Okay. So that's why that's why I glued it, and I couldn't find any hot glue, or I would have hot glued it, but 
I'm actually liking the setup better after I glued it and then glued the base down, you know, just glued all the folds together. Okay. That's why I glued it. And I had, right? and I had yeah. the stuff I left just over. take so a bunch like, of tape and wrap around everything. Well, and then I did take a bunch <laughs> of tape and wrap it around everything. Almost a whole roll of tape uh, when I was done. Nice. But yeah, I, I just, I don't know. And I made a little brace inside, you know, midway through out of cardboard and glued that in. So, you know, any pressure from the side wouldn't like screw it up. I got some heavy duty boxes, like I said. From what did it weigh? It weighed 22 pounds. And that's what I asked the guy. And I did some research before. I was like, all right, so should I ship it USPS or should I go to UPS? Like those are my two main options. Yes. UPS. And UPS. yeah, everybody on on uh, the Google said UPS is better for large boxes like that. There's no way I would ship that USPS. That shit would end <laughs> up in California and then Wisconsin and then Texas. And then it'd be all smashed. You'd get it a month and a half later. Yeah. Yeah. So 22 pounds. And I said to the guy, I was like, so what? <laughs> this, is, this is another one of those. Are you a freaking idiot questions? So I was like, so what? You know, because I'm, I'm curious, like, what is the factor, deciding factor in shipping something like this? Is it, you know, length or is it overall volume? And he said, well, it's overall volume and weight. And I'm like, okay. Yeah, yeah. Duh. That kind of makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, but I wasn't sure. I thought maybe it might have to be, you know, because I've heard of oversized boxes costing more, and yeah, that might be with a different, sh- you know, shipping company. But uh, yeah, anything that ends up being like more than like 102 inches overall, like when you add them all together, if it's more than that, they'll like charge an extra fee. Yeah, it's usually like an extra 50 bucks or something on stuff that I bought. So now you've spent so much time building this box. When you get back to Florida, you're just gonna mail it back to Jersey and then fill it up again when you're up there again. No, no. Okay. I'm gonna cut it up and carry it back. Yeah. (laughs) I'm gonna gonna carry it back on the plane. Did you make it where you would fold, like all fold down into a small little size and mail it back? Yeah, I could do that. It'll fit in an envelope. Yeah. And and I can mail it back. It's two stamps. That's all you need. Just hope nobody opens that envelope up halfway through. No. So that's all I did. Practically nothing. Uh, but it's been, I don't know. It's been, I feel like I'm in a hotel here. It's like, I don't have any of my stuff. I got my laptop, which I can barely game on, but it's, uh, it's good for like 2d games or some shit. So I've been screwing around with that and he's playing, trying to clean up. I'm, I'm playing minesweeper. <laughs> I'm, I'm on the house cleaning the gutters. Like I did all that kind of shit in between all the quests that my patient has. But she's doing she's doing all right today. I'm glad she's doing well. Well, yeah, I told you, but she better start doing better. I'm gonna bring home a hammer. You know, she won't have any trouble sleeping after that. You're all talk. I know. I am. I am. I'm the freaking best husband in the world. Watch the wife is the one holding the hammer, and that's all talk too. Yep. Yeah, you know the wife doesn't. Have, she doesn't have to hold a hammer. She holds a bell. No, no, <laughs> there was no way she was getting a bell. No, Steve, we should have. We should have mailed her a bell last week. We need to. Yeah, we should. Amazon. I found it a good one on Amazon. It's a little brass bell. Oh yeah, you found a real good one. 
It would have been perfect. I'll see more like the little crystal ones. That looks like it could take two to three stomps on it by my foot. (laughs) Yeah. Send Kevin a French maid's outfit. Yeah. That's going all too far. Should have done that. That, That's going too far. Yeah. Ian, (laughs) shut up. (laughs) But I did get a chance to see my uh, my buddy Jerry this week too, which is great, man. I haven't seen him in a couple of years, and uh, we went out to lunch. It was it was cool. Just nice. chilled out, had coffee, shooting shit, old times. I've known him since Very the first bad. grade. Yeah, I've known him since I was since like 1973. Like it's crazy how long we've known each other. Like my brother. Yeah, man. So that was cool. Nice. So what do you guys been? Anybody oh, done anything hobby? By the way, um, Rob was like, "What the hell, man? Kevin doesn't call when he's up down in up here in Jersey flying." Oh yeah. Well, was like, it was kind of like. I got up there Saturday morning and then decided Sunday morning that I was yeah. just going to go with Mike. So, yeah, I do have to call him. But this week is going to be like Thursday. I don't know if he's going to be able to make it. He's going to be working. But, yeah, sorry, call Rob. Him. Call him. Find out. Yeah. Cool. All right. Who's next? I'm next. All right. Andy Goo. Uh, I haven't done a whole lot. I'm getting – I've been joking around about this super secret review build. I'm, I don't think anybody – would not guess it's 420 so i should be getting that tomorrow oh really i didn't know it was that what i didn't know it was 420 it's time for my what both of you guys no i kind of had an idea um i mean especially when it was like we're talking about the parts he's like oh i need to get get this (laughs) like okay (laughs) i don't know i didn't want to start making all these guesses you know you figured it out tonight it's I'm I'm only getting it to review for the podcast, and I will put it together and fly it and review it in a couple of weeks. I won't wait a year like I have the rest of my stuff because it's uh, there's a lot of interest in it, and I want to do a good review. It's not I wouldn't probably get one tip normally just because it's kind of not my jam. I'm liking the bigger mm-hmm. stuff. I've got a 380 that I never fly. I've got an Oxy Five that I never fly. Mm-hmm. But since it's a little different and it's new and there's a lot of interest, I thought it would be good content for the podcast. And then I'll figure out something to do with it later. Uh, I've got all the electronics, except I forgot to order servo horns. So, so I got to yeah. find some micro servo horns. I got micro theta servos, whichever ones they are. Um, so yeah, I gotta find. Maybe I have some somewhere. I don't know. I doubt it. I hate to put an entire order in for a pack of servo horns. Wait a minute! They don't come shipping. with the kit or the servos. No. no. What kind of crap oh, is that? Servos. I know it's bullshit. They come with them. They but... leave it in such a way because there's two different uh, servo sizes to choose from. You can buy either or. So typically, if you're gonna buy a goblin kit, buy the servo horns just to kind of save the frustration. Yeah, yeah, especially with the micros, there's two different sizes. So yeah, like you were saying. So when you buy the goblin kit, it actually comes with both sizes. Really? Yeah. When yeah, I like micro servo horns. They're they're 380 kit. They call it. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. comes with like uh, three of the bigger ones, three of the smaller ones, and then a, a mini tail servo one. Okay. So because yeah, when handy. I bought my Drake, it didn't come with them. Yeah, I'll have to get that. I just forgot. I'm not. I'm not used to this goblin system where they don't send you the servo horns when you buy the kit, like all the others do. 
But I'll get them. No big deal. I just don't know when. Uh, other than that, oh, and I got some batteries coming. I got a couple different sizes and configurations of batteries to test out. I'll get into that a little bit later, but should be some good info, some good data. Put on my nerd pants and collect the data. Do a little yeah, bit of testing. Data. Yeah. So I'm kind of looking forward to that. Uh, I hear the build goes really fast, so maybe it'll only take me a couple weeks to build it instead of six months. I'd be surprised if it takes you a couple weeks. No, I'm sure I could probably build it in one one day. Two days. I'll get around to it. Uh, But that's kind of it, I guess. I really haven't done much else. I haven't flown or anything. Been kind of busy. But, uh, yeah. So what about you, Ian? What have you done? Um, well, I actually had some, uh, free time. Um, well, last week the kids started school. So, you know, lately I've been working like some eight hour shifts and then on the weekend, uh, this past weekend, I actually went ahead and took my days off instead of working them. So it's like, you know, I had a, quite a bit of free time to do stuff. Um, let's see. First off, I was on uh, Discord. Um, there was quite a few people that actually joined up. I mean, we had, uh, you know, Kevin from Heliheads. Uh, uh, Dan, a.k.a. Gucci, was on there. And then uh, Dan K. Reed joined on and was bullshitting with everybody for quite a bit. Um, oh, nice. <clears throat> yeah it's always great to meet up with him and he's actually he he was talking a little bit about his uh his ankle injury uh he had surgery and he he's working on it just fine he's doing everything that the doctor's gonna you know you know told him to do because i mean it was pretty gnarly from what i heard and he also said that on the podcast um so i'm glad he's doing good uh kind of sucks being laid up but luckily i've never been laid up that bad um enough to where i can't be on my feet um just a lot of bs a lot of wrenching um i ended up finishing up on the nx4 so saturday morning i go to the field i was gonna try to meet up with uh dave hoskins but he had to end up going and on top of that i also kind of slept in so i was running late getting there to the field but i went ahead and put in a couple flights to kind of <clears throat> try out the NX4 to see how it's doing, you know, put in one flight, you know, like a two minute flight and then bring it down, check for any loose bolts or anything like that, which everything checked out good on it. Uh, went ahead and did another flight, which ended up finishing up that tank. It, it, not a thing wrong with it. Uh, didn't find anything come loose on it. It sounded great. Sounds like it always has been. I moved to the, to the Drake, and it's like, okay, I want to get a couple Sun 900 flights in. As soon as I fired up, I I start in with like the the continuous flips, where I, the continuous backflips. So I'm just, you know, just I went through a couple flips on that, and then I started uh, started in on like the four point where you you flip it back, it's facing nose up at negative stick, and then you bring it inverted, and then you f- you flip it again and it's uh tail up at mid stick and then you bring it 
you know, right, straight, flat, level, uh, right side up. And it was doing fine. And then I moved into TikToks. And from there, I went to bring it inverted. And that's when I hear my, my V control go, doo-doo. and it's like, oh, shit. I'm inverted and the ble- the head speed is just bleeding out. And that thing did a free fall from like 30, 40 feet up and it just smashes right on the ground. It's like, what the fuck? As I'm disconnected? Yeah. Is that what what you're saying? uh, No, that is not the problem. I ended up, you know, going out to the field to go get it. V control, I can hear it, you know, connecting and then it's disconnecting. It just keeps on doing it all the way up to the bench, right? Um, So I'm feeling around for wires. I'm looking right at the the connectors and everything. They're all plugged in. Everything's plugged in tight. And as I'm wiggling wires, I'm hearing some popping. And it's like, okay, that didn't sound good. And I'm I'm looking around first. I check the speed control. It wasn't coming from that. I wasn't seeing anything, you know, smoke or you know, arcing or of any sort from there. And once I moved up to the battery, you can kind of start to you know see a little bit of that smoke as it's you know getting connection and it sounds like that (laughs) yeah Uh, once i realized what it was after i took a couple glamour shots of the wreckage um i pulled the battery out i go to the trunk of my car grab my uh my bowie knife and i gave it the bowie knife treatment in the parking lot just let it burn what Uh, what happened with the battery though before you uh, the battery i determined that it's a there was a loose connection on the inside of the battery causing it to arc on the inside, which I've never heard of that happening. Probably could have fixed it. Yeah, I could have, but I didn't trust it to get home on, um, that I, I don't really mess with batteries. I, mean, I'll own that cause a fire with my luck. That's when you I drive mean, home with the window down and yeah, you, you drive right hand, you hang it out the window and you just let go. Yeah. <laughs> Just twirl it in the wind. I've driven home with them on the passenger seat. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> Typically, that's where I awesome. ride my batteries, just in case if anything goes wrong, I'm just fling it out the window. Uh, you must not have been too worried about it. You're over there taking pictures and shit before you pulled it out. I think I uh, that was before I found first. it. <laughs> yeah. Also, so, not yeah. that worried enough to be like, okay, I'm going to stab it with a knife now. I mean, yeah, it wasn't. He just on wanted fire. an excuse to stab something. <laughs> No, I I legitimately didn't trust the battery. So it's just like, okay, yep, time to go to the parking lot. Um, as far as damage, I still can't believe there is not even a grass stain on those blades. Uh, I've got the, the Switch uh, uh, XF uh, uh, 593s. Uh, not 593. Uh, 695s? 695? 693s? <laughs> God, you mean? I can't remember these. 963? It's, uh, the 693s. 693? 692? 693. Uh, yeah. And there's not even a scratch on them. Uh, not even a grass stain or anything. And it landed like directly on the head. Uh, Guaranteed. The boom, I bet you I could find something wrong with those blades. Gotta, gotta at least have a nick at the root or something when it folded back. Nothing. Really? Nothing. Mm. Um, not even on the tail blades. Um, well, because all the head head speed bled off. 
Oh, so and it's it, still falling. <laughs> still yeah, like a blade it, it, falling twenty feet, thirty feet, forty feet, whatever. It yeah, was. you would expect it like stabbing in the ground and just mangle shit up. No, I the only legit damage I could see is like the tail boom. I haven't even checked the linkage. None of that shit. I know the frame's good because I I can clearly see. Hey, it's not broken. Uh-huh. Um, skids are fine. Uh, canopy. I think I got a couple more. You know, stress cracks in it. Oh, I so where the hell's our picture? We didn't get a picture this past weekend about it. Uh, it was on the podcasters chat. Wow. I don't look at that. That that shit gets too crazy. It's like yeah, we have too many people in there, so it's just like like go in oh. there, come out. It's like forty different, you know, messages about something else. Oh yeah, about fucking I don't know, ponds or something. It's always shaggy about his ponds, so I'm like whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's excited about his job. That's cool. But yeah, um, yeah. The only legit damage I can see is the the tail boom, and then of course, you know, you have to get another battery. Um. Oh wait, did you salvage the other cell? The other pack? Oh, you stabbed them both. He was so pissed. Yeah, I stabbed them both. I was like, no. Oh wow. <laughs> Why would uh, you stab him both? I don't normally think you're an idiot, but Andy, can you please press that button? I'm an idiot. What? I wouldn't stab him both. No, oh. you just you just kill like a hundred dollar pack. Get rid no, of a well. pack that's bad and use the other one for other things. Yeah, plenty of things you could use them for. Yeah, and that's stuff. Well, the way I was think- the way I was thinking. There was already something wrong with that fucking battery that I've never experienced before. Um... Was yeah, it really like, hot that day? Um, uh, it was like, well, nineties. I mean, it might have just. I mean, it's not common, but maybe it desoldered on the one of the balance leads or something, or you know, just something. It, it might not have been as big as you thought. Might have been really easy to fix. And pull, even if you didn't want to fix heat it, shrink and look at it. Yeah, at the very least, if you pull the heat shrink back and find which pack is bad. And just the other pack is still good, and yeah, whatever you have extra long leads, right? Cut them. Yeah, at my frame of mind, I wasn't w- really willing to dick with that, but at the same time, I didn't really trust them on the way home. It's like it was probably going to go out okay. a window anyway, but I ended up uh, he stabbing a hole in him. Ian Big Baller it's, over here. It's What's pack? too late now. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's too late now. It. I mean, I already had to pull out the marshmallows, and then once I was done letting it burn, I poured my energy drink out on it, and oh, so yeah, up, threw it in the trash. Yeah, okay. So, dude, you not only wasted three hundred dollars in batteries, you wasted half of your energy drink, which well, is probably to be another. Fair, that's a, it's better to pour it on a battery than drink yeah, it, let's so. say healthier. Yeah, that's just true. saved them. Yeah, it was a healthier option. Listen to Steve. Yeah. <laughs> um. Now, on top of that, I ended up doing, you know, some straightening up around the house. You know, I've been working all these crazy hours. Um, I figure I'd take the weekend off to get, you know, a few things done around the house that I haven't been able to do. Um, and of course, you know, just hung out with the kids. Um, did some straightening up in the hobby area. Um, I actually picked up a few things. Uh, one of them came by Amazon, but I decided to take uh, Gucci's advice and uh, put up some shelves. So I'll, I haven't gotten those around to putting those up, but I've gotten everything for it. Uh, 
And of course, I bought a few items, which I'll talk about later as far as you know, organizing things up around here. Because let's face it, I mean, this hobby, it's it can get messy sometimes just just wrenching. I mean, wrenching, you know, on whatever aircraft, there's going to be shit everywhere. So, uh, on top of that, I think that's about it. All right. I guess it's my turn. Your yeah. turn. Yep. All right. Uh, I'll kind of keep it short. So I flew on Sunday. Um, I fixed up a plane that I got for free to Timber X. Um, oh, nice. How'd you like it? Uh, I liked it. Um, it lasted more than the maiden. Um, I crashed on the second flight, though. <laughs> so, wow. You know, it's still on par with my my usual How flight. How crash that thing? It's it's so I possible. don't know. You? I don't know. I went inverted and pulled the throttle. I thought back. I gave throttle, and then I gave <laughs> throttle, and it just went. <laughs> it just it went flat like inverted. Oh man! I only broke a prop. It's fine. It's just the the prop that's broken. So, but uh, yeah, I flew that a couple times, and you know. True to my nature, I crashed it. Um, like I said, it's just a prop damage, so no big deal. It's, it'll fly again. Uh, primarily, I wanted to kind of maiden and get it going because I have a, a club, like internal club fun fly that I'm kind of, I guess, organizing or whatever. And I have two plane events. And I'm like, I'm, I don't think I'm going to put up a helicopter on these plane events. You know, maybe for the limbo, I'll, I might do that, but. For the limbo and combat that we're gonna do, I'm like, I need an airplane, so well, why not this Timber X? I got it for free. It is kind of messed up. Like the fuselage is kind of weak, so the tail's kind of mm. <laughs> it's it's a it's a as Hellyheads say, it it got a sloppy rear. Sloppy in the rear. Sloppy in the rear, yeah. Sloppy, sloppy in the, in the rear. rear. So it's just so I might <laughs> flies like a fish, you know. It, yeah. it waggles as you go through. The yeah, it waggles a little. Yeah, <laughs> but um. But it, it flies. It flies pretty good, actually. It still has like the receiver in it, so it has like all the gyro and all that stuff. Yeah. Uh, it flies. It flies decent. Um, so yeah, I'll fly that in the that those two events. But beyond that, I, I flew to. I brought the four twenty, and I flew that about four times. So that was great. Uh, I'm, I just I'm really enjoying that helicopter. Um, at this like bank one head speed to twenty three fifty, it's it's not enough head speed, but it. It's fun to like, um, it's fun to kind of like time your maneuvers because you have to be really on point with your collective because it doesn't have a lot of collective or head speed to stop it from falling. So when you're flipping it, you actually have to give a lot of collective earlier on, um, to keep the helicopter in one place, which kind of teaches you like a, I don't know, kind of slows down the timing of things and kind of makes it uh, easier to do maneuvers and, and like do a set of maneuvers in one kind of stream. Um, so I've been doing that a lot with the 420. I've been enjoying that. Um, and then I flew the the Puma, Puma, whatever. Uh, probably about I don't know. I had five or six packs charged for that, and I went through all uh, five, six packs, tuning and doing just some basic maneuvers, um, basic circuits, basic flips and rolls. Just kind of enjoying more sport flying, I guess. Nice. Um, yeah, I was doing one one flight I did. I just gonna make a um, memorable mention about it is that it was like a basic sport flight. Like I did my orientations, I did some upright 
stuff. I did some stall turns. I did some like F3C-ish sportsman class type of maneuvers and stuff. Um, all on that twenty, uh, all on my low head speed on that, which I think is uh, is thirteen sixty, and I I landed with like five and a half minutes or something like that on the clock, with forty percent remaining on the battery, <laughs> mm-hmm. and I'm talking about a single eight S four thousand milliamp pack, and I'm just like wow, when I don't get crazy with the sticks, you know, I'm crazy with the collective, and you know move shit around quick, like, and I just kind of putter around, like, really could get some decent flight times on the on the Puma with a single pack, you know, setup. So. Yeah, it makes a big difference. Yeah, it makes a huge difference, like, you know, and because I would go to, I would fly like that and then the next flight I would just go bank to and just kind of do my normal stuff and it's like, you know, four minutes, <laughs> 350, you know, mm-hmm. and it's like, okay. And that's like using, you know, all the pack but 25% or whatever. So, yeah, huge difference on like how you fly it is going to take like a lot of your heads, um, your flight time. Crazy how much. Um, beyond that, I did some ordering. Uh, I finally got that 580 pulley one way and uh, the shaft for that on order. So that I think that comes tomorrow. I'm hoping it comes tomorrow. Um, actually, it doesn't matter if it comes tomorrow because. I don't think I'm going to be bringing that helicopter to Helix anyways. Um, and then I also bought another battery pack for the 420. And this is going to be an odd size. So I'm not really going to, I'm not going to announce it yet until I try it out. You know, see how it works. But, but I'm going to experiment with a, a pack for the 420. 8.5S? Uh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's 14.2S. Nice. Yeah. Special ESC I had to get for that. 160 watt. I mean, amp, you know. Run two ESCs. Nice. <laughs> two sapphires. <laughs> nice. Two ESCs to compensate. <laughs> Suck it, Heliheads. Yeah. No. <laughs> 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 All right. Uh, I guess that's it for the the weekly catch up. So, Steve. Right. Yeah. Out of the two Steves that I know, okay. you have actually flown more airplanes than the other Steve that I know <laughs> this year and All it's right. August. Uh-huh. So good job, man. Yeah. 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 I didn't think of it that way. So how many flights did you option. get in? Have you had in this year? Is it, was it just those two this year with an airplane? Yeah. Uh, I mean, let's just say you've flown twice as many. Okay. So Steve is three and a half <laughs> flights, but Two and a half flights of those were like straight up like made and crashed. So, okay. The half flight wasn't even like, I didn't even get a chance to get much of a flight in. Kind of just went like 10 feet and it crashed. Nice. Well, good job, man. Yeah. All That's right. That's all I wanted to say. Cool. Let's roll into the main topic then. All right. All right. Yeah, quit working. No, we're not talking about quitting your job. Oh, I would damn it. love to quit my job and just fly, but obviously I need to pay the bills and I can't afford to. Family, mortgage, car payments, all that stupid shit. Credit card debt. Ugh. So yeah, got to keep working, but uh, what are we talking about then? We're not talking about quitting our jobs. We're talking about things that quit working. Mm, something that, that quit working for us, huh? Yeah. Yeah. All right. So Ian kind of experienced a little bit of it, right? He had some, oh, yeah. some electrical issues, we'll say, uh, related to his battery. Um, 
think he could have done some more troubleshooting on identifying and resolving that issue instead of just like, <laughs> battery sucks. <laughs> <laughs> you know? But uh, we'll, we'll get to batteries, ESCs, and stuff like that. But let's, uh, I think the most common ones that I've, I think are, that are the most annoying and scariest is fly brothers issues. So I kind of want to start with that. Yeah. Yeah. I agree on that one. So who wants to go first? Share an experience with the fly brothers issue. And, you know. uh, I've got one. Um, several years ago, I bought a uh, used uh, Blade 300X. It was all decked out in links. It was great. Um on the shelf, but it also came with the 7200BX uh, flybarless. Mm-hmm. They had uh, they had upgraded it with like Savic servos, and I went to take it on a test fly after setting it up. Brownout. It didn't even get off the ground, and it was like I don't even know what the head speed was on it. All I think I'm pretty sure it was at all the head speed because that thing sounded like a freaking ripper just being on the ground. And I think after hindsight on, you know, messing with it, and I ended up using that fly barless in another Hellion, I had zero issues with it. But I think those servos were pulling too much amperage that it wasn't allowing it to really connect to the radio. That's the only thing I can figure why it browned out. I mean, your thing is, is like, were you doing anything to ask for the servo, like for the servos to want yeah, to draw that much? No, it, I, I was just spooling it up. I mean, between the, the head God. speed and servos, I mean, yeah. It, it, Ian's on to something. I mean, I don't know where he's going with this, but I, I can definitely. Exactly? I wasn't really. He said he was spooling it. I was spooling up a um, <laughs> Blade 300X. Yeah. And he had Savic I, servos. I hadn't, even got, I hadn't even gotten the mid stick yet. You know, I was just kind of spooling it, it kind of tested the water. And it browned out completely. It's spinning at like all the head speed. Uh, it did have the upgraded. Uh, uh, power they had power to upgraded it. Didn't, the servos didn't have a short in your power wire. Yeah, or but something. we're talking about micro servos still yeah, on a three hundred X. Yeah, I don't think the voice doesn't matter. Yeah. yeah, something happened. All I know is the only thing I can figure it might have been you know the different servos probably drawing a little too much, or the no, fact that it was like on all. I mean, if you were. Like really, yeah, doing something that was yeah requiring a lot of force. I could see something like that happen, but yeah. not just pulling up. And not for micro servos too. They're not going to be probably a power there. issue. Uh, I had to guess. Yeah, yeah, bad connection huh. or something. Something. All I know is it uh, scared me enough to put it back on the shelf. <laughs> well, where I was going, yeah, I mean, maybe, now. maybe you have uh, had. The problem with maybe one of the servos. I don't know, but where I was going was Steve and I had the identical planes, the the Twisted Hobbies be- Cracked Beaver, and I had the servos that they sold, and I think Steve had the five gram servos from uh, Hobby King or something yeah, like that, yeah. right, Steve? Yeah, Kearney G Blue Specials, yeah. And the difference between the two, I was flying that thing on 2S, was I would get seven minutes flying with mine with the servos i had and i would only get four minutes flying with the servos that steve had so there there is something that can, can be said for you know certain different servos drawn differently i mean they're going to draw powers you know yeah. bottom line when i had that r2d2 problem 
where I was getting a reboot, it was because I was taxing all servos at the same time. I mean, I had 16 of them, but still, there's an easy way to check for that and just, you know, either run another line from the battery or separate the connection for the for the positive on all the servos and yeah, uh, yeah. you know, oh. run it. Oh. Yeah, and I I ended up getting rid of the the actual receiver like a long time ago because uh, that I also used that one in the uh, the Blade 500X and I never had an issue with it <laughs> whatsoever. The servos or the receiver? The, the receiver. Oh. Which is servos. interesting because now you're talking about a helicopter with bigger servos with more force. Right. And I'm sure you didn't go high end on those, but like not that it matters. Yeah, um, I went stock on those. Unless the servo was bad and it had an internal short or something, I could see right. that happening. But yeah, that could very Did well. Did you be. solder I still the have... connectors and stuff on it? No, I mean everything was just pretty much you know what what it should be, except for the servos. Well, the, man, who... the... Oh yeah, that comes pre-built. Yeah, I bought it used. Yeah. Oh, you bought it used? So maybe somebody yeah. did a bad soldering yeah. job or something. Anyways, probably, but whatever yeah, that, that can happen, right? You have to kind of watch out for that. Um, talking about brownouts, though, I'll kind of do a, a little thing where um, when I first started flying, um, when I first started flying a Goblin, a three eighty, and Kevin will probably remember this. I used to have issues with uh, running a mini V bar on Spectrum satellites and certain certain servo brand. Um. That would be in-flight, though, because the servos, when you start really loading up the servos, they would draw too much. And as soon as Spectrum, you know, the satellite voltages drop below, like, 3.2 from 3.3 <laughs> or whatever it is, it, right. like, browns out. Like, it reboots. It reboots, yeah. It reboots and gives you that flashing, like, oh, shit, I had a problem, and now I'm I'm back on, but I'm, you know, reporting an error. Um, And, yeah, I've had that helicopter literally just fall out of the sky. Um, because of that, right? Because it rebooted my satellites. Um, and running a, a capacitor, that actually resolves it. Mm. it. It cleans out the signal, cleans out that drop, that you know, that high frequency drop that it can from a from a pull, you know, from your servos pulling in a little bit more voltage or amperage, I guess. Now, are you talking about that little servo lead capacitor? That come usually with, comes, they usually come with, comes with the. They come with thetas now. I've seen them all with most of the theta tail servos, but. Um, it comes with a lot of the, uh, what I've did noticed it, is it comes, it comes with, with a lot of ESCs, ESC, mm-hmm. a lot of hobby wing ESCs, a lot of RC car ESCs because they have a lot of like, you know, when you like basically gun it, you know, you're charging a lot of system. You're asking for a lot. So yeah, that stuff. So it's interesting. Yeah. Um, anyone else have any FBL issues? Has yeah. I- had an icon issue. Like with the the pins, like Mike Sobey? A lot of people have. I've been sitting here since you brought this, since we started the main topic, trying to think if I've ever had a fly barless problem, and I don't think I have. Not in flight, especially. I had a receiver, but it turned out to be the radio. I had a brownout on a Spectrum DX9 when I was flying a Carbon Z Cub. Mm-hmm. happened twice, actually, but it turned out it was the, the DX9 was having a problem like it was it wasn't browning out it was losing signal yeah like it antenna was fucked up or something yeah something was wrong with it okay but i don't think i I can't 
if I can't honestly remember having any kind of fly barless brownouts in flight. I think I've, I had one that wasn't working, but I don't, it wasn't even on a heli. I just was going to put it on one. It wasn't working and I don't know exactly where it came from. So I don't know what the issue was with that. I don't know if I got it used or I got it on something I bought or what it was, but it was in the drawer and it didn't work. Mm-hmm. But I don't think I've ever had one brown out in flight. I have. <laughs> yeah, I, I have, but it hasn't been. I mean, I, I should say that if there's anybody new to airplanes or helis or whatever, I mean, this probably helped them out, uh, especially using the aftermarket, the orange receivers, you know, orange RX, yeah, the DSM two receivers, yeah, the lemons or the orange. Man, I, I've definitely in a crowded like place oh, like flight, flight fest, fest. yeah i've had that i've had those lose signals but i've also lost signal in plane didn't have much of damage you know with a crash that i've had to it and then replaced that with a an actual dsmx and had no problems with it after that mm-hmm. uh you know the only thing i did was swap the receiver but i can to this day still have a problem with uh one of my icon uh, not one of my icons one of my um one of my uh, V-bar receivers, uh, the fly barless unit, the Neo in in that it's and it's not even the Neo. It's in the Oxy Five, and if I put in a certain battery and it doesn't happen all the time, every now and then it boots up, it goes didn't, and it connects, and then it says not connected, and I can still oh I know what that is, <laughs> and I can still move the the sticks. What is that? You're too, close to the, you're too close to the helicopter of your radio. Pull your, pull your radio I thought, back. I thought so, so too, yeah. but I've done it. Uh, I'll have to see now where I'm at. No, when it's I it's do a that. known issue. It's a known issue. People report this, yeah. Okay. But it's it only issue. happens with one particular battery. <laughs> I think maybe that one battery you just end up putting the transmitter in the same spot or something. Maybe. Try try doing it with like the transmitter on the other side of you, and it won't be, it'll be fine. You okay. won't get that. Like, because you connect it, it's like, ding, 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 ding. And you're like, what and the hell? And you're like, loses, and I'm still moves. moving. Yeah, right. and that's when I yeah. usually unplug it and plug it back in. And I don't move the radio, I don't think. And yeah. usually, I'll, I'll have to, to double that. check that though. Hmm? Yeah, but that's the only um, weird issue I've had. So I had another issue, and it's with a Neo. Um, not that we're picking on Neos, but this is just our experience, so it is what it is. It's what we mainly fly um, too. So yeah, so of course the problems are going to arise. For those things that we fly the most on, um, I get this. If I get, I get this weird initialization issue sometimes, and I'm not talking about the warning where you like initialize and you're like, "Oh, look at me shake my helicopter!" It goes bam, 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 and like does this weird swash kick and says, "You know, I'm not initialized," and it'll literally sit the swash like 45 yeah. degrees forward or whatever. Um, not that, but sometimes I boot up, and if I move the tail on the rudder stick. Like, if I hit the rudder stick by mistake while I'm booting up, like, if I boot up and while it's initializing, I hit the rudder stick by mistake, like, picking up the radio, my rudder will go pin itself all the way to one side. I'll hit it to the right, or to the left, actually, and then it'll just go to the left, like, all the way to the right side every single time. And mm-hmm. if I don't notice it and I start taking off, I'll feel it. It'll, it'll, it'll want to keep turning. And, you know, and you start countering it, but then it's like, you know, you end up getting your tail fin stuck on the ground. Like, it gets gets stupid right so i've come to now notice that like oh i have to check and make sure that that thing does and i've been on two of my neos so 
Mm. Yeah, maybe. Maybe maybe they're damaged in a crash. I don't know. I'm you know, I'm not blaming the Neo Mercado or anything like that, but it's just something I noticed. Um on on my helis. I still fly. Still flies perfectly fine once I boot up fine. Once you normal. boot it up correctly and don't touch the rudder as yep. you boot it up. Yep. It's so hard, man. It, it's such a like. But, you know, sometimes you don't have. Yeah. yeah. You don't even notice it. You just no. do it because you pick up the radio and cling. You know, like you yeah, kind of toggle it a second or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I do the same thing. You know. I haven't experienced that though. Yeah. That reminds me. I have had an initialization thing happen a couple times with the an old icon way back in the day, where it normally does three pitch pumps. And mm-hmm. if the accelerometer is stuck, it does like 13. So it's just sitting there. And you can just tap on the top of the case. You just go like that. Just tap on the case with like a whatever, your fingernail or a pencil or something. And then reboot it and it's fine. I think that's happened maybe twice since I've been flying. But it hasn't happened in several years. So I don't even know if I still have that unit. But yeah, I mean, you just, actually, you can fly with it fine. It's just your rescue won't work because the mm. accelerometer is only used for rescue. So, okay, yeah, I would trust it just fine because I don't really rely on the rescue all that often, if ever. Oh, yeah, but that can happen. So yep. if you've got an icon or a brain and it sits there and does thirteen little pitch pumps instead of three, it's mm-hmm. probably your accelerometer stuck. Yeah, it's not happy. You can tap <laughs> on it and it'll it'll go back to working. And I think nowadays that you know, Ian had the problem with the servos and the uh the beast X or the he was flying. Uh but I think nowadays if we had an issue like that, you could look at the log too and figure out if it's drawing a lot of current off the if you have telemetry off the ESC. The beast X? No, not the beast X. No. Did I say beast X? Yeah, the problem is most ESCs don't measure current out of the BEC. Oh. But you can uh, look at you can too. see if the voltage dropped. Yeah. So you could monitor the BEC voltage and see if it has a spike or yeah. something. So yeah, telemetry is still useful. Um anyone else have any other issues with flybars? Flybars? I do have uh, one more. Don't I don't think so. What do you got? Uh, I don't want to pick on Neos, but I've noticed personally I don't use Neos with the V-Link remote satellites anymore. Oh yeah. I'm um, on helicopters. I use them for airplanes. Um, but I've had those brown out on me due mm. to really fast aileron TikToks, and I've seen my Goblin Seven Hundred go into the ground. And, <laughs> yeah, and what I've summed it up is, um, I, and I could repeat, I could repeat it on the bench, um, with the satellites and you know maybe certain brand of servos, um, certain type of servos. Like I can literally on the bench go crazy with the six and go, and then and then it'll catch up. It'll literally stop for a second, and then it'll catch up. It's like, like it overloads on the inputs. Yeah, I'm like, so what the hell is that? You know? That's weird. Um, and it only happens with the V-Link satellite ones because it's, I think it's drawing too much. Like it's powering the servos and the servos are asking for a lot. But then also now you have this RX satellite that's drawing whatever five volts as well or whatever the satellite runs off of. Um, so, yeah, I wonder if that's related. 
Hmm. But now I only use V-Link satellite, uh, V-Link Neos on my helicopters, unless it's either a combat bird or an airplane, and then I don't care. I swear, besides my transmitter, oh no, 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 well, besides my transmitter, wanting to reboot and, and <laughs> get corrupted like the couple times it did, um, I haven't had transmitter issues in the last year. <laughs> so I think it was a bad firmware or something. I think I'm good now. All right. All right. All right. All right. What about uh, ESCs, BECs? Even batteries, RX packs, you know. I did lose an ESC way back when I very first started. It was mm. a Hobby Wing 100, maybe. Okay. And uh, I think it overtemped, or maybe it overcurrented, which was it, which it shouldn't have. I was, I kind of autoed it down. It was maybe it was a 120 actually. It was it was a really long time ago. It was in a Goblin 570 when I very first got it. It was like way back when I first was 2018, maybe. Somewhere around in there. Okay. But anyway, uh, and then eventually it just quit working. Like it, it over, I think it overcurrented because it was 6S and 570. Is, mm-hmm. It's asking a lot. Um, yeah. And I replaced it and then it worked fine from then on. So I don't know if it was a bad ESC or what was going on. I meant to send it off for warranty and never did. So I don't really know what happened to it. Probably got through in the trash. Yeah. I don't think I've ever lost a BEC though. Knock on wood. No, I don't think I have either. A lot of people worry about that, but I think they're pretty solid nowadays. That might have been a an old yeah issue from the olden days. Yeah, I think it's. I'm trying to think. I've had um, BC Castle Pro BCs fail on me. Okay. So. So yeah, I've had from those back fail on me the on day. the bench. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. From back in the day, but I've had those fail on the bench and also in flight. Um, maybe once in flight. I'm but still running a separate BEC on the yeah. 690. Oh, really? It's exactly this. It's still the same way I got it from Ryder. You got a? I think you got a castle. decent BEC in there. Is yeah. it a castle? It's a Castle 120 ESC. Yeah, BEC, but I think you have a like a Hercules, uh, you know, Western yeah, Robotics right. uh, yeah. BEC, which are pretty oh, solid. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Yeah, I've had. I've had one BEC quit on me in flight. That was uh, last year at Spring Fling. I was flying the the OG 420, and then as I was doing a backflip, noticed I was counting blades, and it's like, oh shit! And it crashed right in the beans. Um, that ESC I had bought new. Um, I had one prior crash, which I guess. Uh, from looking up on the forums and of course you guys filled me in, but like the Talon 90 has a pretty, you know, pretty well known problem that like the bullets, since you have to plug, you know, bullet connectors, um, into the actual ESC that the, the soldering job on the inside is possibly what was causing the issue with that, uh, with that ESC. Um, you know, 
I've had people tell me, oh, yeah, those were probably just coming undone on the inside. And it's like, you know, the, the ZSC, I've had nothing but problems with it because uh, I had it in my uh, T-Rex uh, 550X uh, for a short time. And for some odd reason, the, the Scorpion motor, it just kept overheating that ESC and eventually it shut down. And I replaced it with the 120. So I ended up getting rid of that uh, that Talon 90 because, like, after the the crash with the 420, it's like you know, if it's going to give me problems, if I sell it to somebody else, it's going to give them problems. So I just I chucked it. Yeah, and you hope the tolerances on everything are like within the specs, and they should be. But yeah, yeah sometimes you never know. I mean, like, well, and. The Each reason component I has its own tolerance to it, you know, oh, yeah. and, and a spec yeah. higher low than, a, you know, it could be higher low than what it's actually spec for. Uh, you know what I mean? And that, not, I'm not saying that adds up to anything, but I'm just saying that, you know, right. That could, lead, that could lead to something if something fails, you know, internally. And like initially, I went with the the Talon 90 because I was scrap building uh, my 550X. Uh, at the time, it was the the L frames, but I mean, uh, outside the frames, everything else was pretty much the same as the X. So I was going off of that manual, and that's what they called for was the the Talon 90. So I went with that, and turns out it wasn't enough ESC because. I mean, shit, you can, fry an egg, you can fry an egg on the damn thing. It got so hot. And there was a few times you'd land it, and you'd just hear that beep, beep, letting yeah, you know it's yeah, too so hot. Yeah, stressing it out, yeah. I mean, what we used to do with the planes, and you really don't do it with the, the helis, is, you know, we used to put a watt meter on it and see what the, the you know, what it was mm-hmm. pulling in whatever yeah. configuration you had the motor and ESC set up with the prop, you know, yep. uh, to Maybe. know whether or not you were going to over-amp the, ESC yeah. or not. Now you do that with your telemetry. Yeah. And I mean, there's, there's products online. That, there's calculators online you can use for it. But I mean, I used to just, you know, to get a good baseline, either look at something that you've already used and, and kind of go off of that or, you know, yeah, or ask around, you know, especially in the case of like when I was trying to do scale stuff, like, on like the stupid little free, um, flight test, uh, biplane they had um forget what it was even called but i wanted to do like a scale prop which would have been like an 11 inch prop on that little tiny plane and you know not a lot of pitch but i wanted to see you know i wanted to make it as scale looking as i could yeah so i mean when you when you're trying to do that kind of stuff Mm -hmm. you know it's good to it's good to run through a watt meter yeah 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 the only All other, right. the only other ESC problem I had, and that was one time down in Miami uh, last year when I went, I plugged in the Oxy Five, and I had the red light flashing on the side of it, and it wound up. I don't know what it was, but I unplugged the capacitor pack and and plugged it back in, and it booted up fine after that. Like I unplugged it, plugged the ESC in, started up, then I unplugged it, plugged the capacitor pack back in, plugged the ESC in. And it started up fine. It was there was no problem. I don't know whether the ESC thought it saw something else. And I, I had flown it for like an entire year in that configuration. Just it was like a random. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> like Miami Gremlins. I don't. I don't know. Uh-huh. <laughs> but that was weird, and it never happened again. Some decided to quit working, but then it, it you know 
he smacked some sense in it, and uh, <laughs> that's what happened. He smacked it. Yeah, and I'll tell you, those a lot of people probably don't realize it until they get it. But those capacitor packs, when they initially like get power, they they heat up pretty pretty good, man. They they get hot. They do. Yeah. You've never know noticed that? that? I've never I'm noticed that. that. I'm yeah, no, now. Next time I it's I almost like it you, yeah, they, yeah, they the voltage ramps in there and they start charging up. Yeah, and they get hot pretty quick. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, you would think like you see the meter, they get charged within the first thirty seconds. Yeah, I'd say thirty, so, forty seconds. It's yeah, taking a, quite a bit of voltage, real quick. Pretty good inrush of current. Yeah. Dude, trying to fill those capacitors up. Right. Yeah, interesting. Do they get cold when they drain? <laughs> <laughs> that would be great. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. So ESC, BC issues, um, I think really that's it. I, I guess one of the issues that we can kind of um, mention about these, and I, I've never had this happen to me, but this is part of the reason why I run a capacitor backup, is yep. for desoldering. Um, yeah. I've never desoldered main leads, but yeah. I know a lot of people who have. Mm-hmm. And you know, seeing the damage and just the way the helicopter obviously completely loses power, um, you know, running a, a thirty to fifty dollar or seventy dollar capacitor pack is yeah, totally worth I it. think yeah. it I, makes sense. I, I wouldn't yeah. run a seven hundred without it. Honestly, it's not worth yeah. it. Anything six hundred and above or my five eighty and above, I run it. Yeah, it's worth the fifty bucks to have that on there. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm, I'm probably going to be con- running the same thing, you know, after I build up the Drake. So, yeah. But, and Steve, one more time, when you're running one of those, what should you do? <laughs> you need to set up telemetry to alert you uh, when alarms. your voltage drops. Yes. <laughs> yes. An alarm. Telemetry alarm for when your voltage drops. Now, on that note, I stopped running them on my nitros for some reason. I don't know why. And I wish I had one when I was flying my. Um, I raw 700 nitro when I threw the pack because yeah, I would have saw it you. throw the pack yeah, and an alarm would have gone off and I would have been able to land and not Absolutely. damage the pipe, the motor, half the airframe, you know. Oh, yeah. Yeah, not many people do. And mm-hmm. I don't know if I would, honestly, because because you, you're, I don't know, it, other than it's throwing the redundant. pack, it's kind of, right. you're not worrying about like you've you've got a a battery there, so you're not really worried about the 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 BEC or the the you know Electrical all that stuff, the small wires right. and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, but you can throw, you can lose the pack. Uh, something could happen. Your connection between the pack and your your wiring mm-hmm. harness. I if mean, you run the jumper, if you run the jumper, that yep. can fall out. Right. So I mean, it's it's. Wouldn't be a bad idea to run one, especially on a seven hundred size, because they don't yes, they don't weigh a, a lot. Or your favorite one, run it on that. Yeah, I mean, if you think about it, it's like the chances of you throwing a pack is, especially if you run a canopy. Um, if I was running a canopy, I wouldn't have thrown the pack. But you know, the chances of you throwing a pack without a canopy, I would say it's probably like a ten percent chance, not yeah. maybe even less, five percent chance. But when it does happen, it sucks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I did that on the 690 with with the canopy on. Like the the I didn't lock the battery in. I thought I had locked it in. I, I don't think I turned that little thing to lock it down. And was flying. And about a minute and a half later, I heard right, low, low voltage, yeah. and I'm like, oh shit, better bring it down. 
Well, and I brought it down, and the battery had popped out, but it was still in there because the canopy was on. Here, here's another instance where one would have saved me. My N five five six, I was was hovering it, and I had the the Brain HD, which has a the heavy duty wiring harness went in. For some reason, because I'm an idiot, I didn't glue that in, and it had worked its way out. So basically, the battery come unplugged from the the fly barless. If I'd have had the the capacitor backup, it would alarmed low voltage. I could landed, no problem. Was saved a heli. So maybe we should be running them on nitros. I think so. I think we're just gonna run them on everything. Like anything big, run them. Yeah, Yeah. it's worth it. And I haven't desoldered the RC Pro Plus that I use uh, yeah. ever, but I have I have desoldered the the motor terminal leads. I desoldered one of those. Wow! Or it just got so crappy that you know the mm-hmm. it just got so bad of a contact that it, it started to draw so much so many amps that it desoldered yeah. itself. Yeah, yeah. I mean that's what that's what the, really the, leads to you desoldering stuff is. Yep. Yeah, you know, a shitty connection. connection. Whether it Bad be connection. the solder joint itself or the connector. Or the bullet itself. The connector. Yeah, the connector yeah. Uh, can get hot. Get and hot. It, was, it could also get like over time from going mm-hmm. in and out, lose the the, the pressure, yep. and then kind of release, you know, and then which, it, it'll actually shake an arc in there. And, which is what was happening in my case. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a, a couple of those things got crimped, and oh. that was it. I There's fi- another little. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I, I was going to say, I feel like. And the ones I've seen desoldered like four out of five times, it's a bad solder joint to start yeah. with, but there are other things. Well, really, really it. hot, you yeah. know, and just, yeah. And you're beating the shit out of a helicopter and you're mm-hmm. one of those people that can really, you know, heat up the electronic system. Mm-hmm. Um, here's one that happened. Um, here's one that happened to me that I wish I had a backup, which would have, Kind of, it would have saved me from a crash, and and it's not something where you would normally think about it. So, this was before before when I was uh, trying different airframes, um, and I had a Gowie X7. I'm not used to body pins for a canopy mounts. In fact, mm. I think they're stupid, um, you know, to have that in today's day and age for helicopters. Um, but that helicopter did use those and being an idiot, I didn't put those body clips on and on the maiden, I went, did a half pyro and the canopy went right through the blades. That would have been fine if it didn't pull the battery leads with it mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, and ended up disconnecting the helicopter about 15 feet in the air and, you know, popped <laughs> down the ground. Oh, yeah, so that's another case where yes, I didn't desolder or anything like that, but because of the mechanical issue of the canopy the battery coming leak, yeah, it came unconnected, and and which caused the the helicopter to crash. Which obviously I would have like blades could go through uh, canopies could go through blades for the most part. The, the helicopter might get nicked, but it's not going to care. Blades might get nicked, but it's not going to care. Yeah, on a seven hundred, you could have landed it, with that I thirty seconds of, of extra time. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Um. All right. Let's get move your on backups, from, kids. Yeah, get your backups. That's yeah, because <laughs> I should add that when I desoldered the, you know, the the bullet connector on the motor, I was able to land that Oxy Five uh, tw- twice because I had 
didn't think think of where I thought it was something random. I was like, all right, I'll take it up again. And uh, mm-hmm. then I wound up finding out that it was the yeah, the bullet connectors. But yeah, and it was because I had the backup on there that I was able to land it. You know, well, twice. I don't think you would be. You'd be able to land it without it, though, because you just lose power. But you would yeah. try BC and BC. That's true. Yeah. Um. That's true. Yeah. I just defunct your shit. <laughs> All right, so get a backup for the one case where you're where I ejected the battery. Yeah. And, yeah. Then, and then learn how to auto in case your motor shuts off. Yeah. Yeah, did a good job. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, next one, servo issues. Mm-hmm. This is a scary one for me. I I don't I try not to mess around with servos. Uh, I've I've had servos lock out on me, um, go full negative on me, send the helicopter directly into the ground. Um, once I know servos having problems, I remove it from the helicopter. See, now I have I've only had issues with servos on the on the oxy three, the real small ones. And they, I've beat the crap out of them. So I, yeah, those you know, are understandable. Those, <laughs> those, that's understandable. Yeah. All right. Any, any other issue I've had with servos have, have been my fault. And then not seeing that the, the control horn had moved and mm-hmm. was getting loose. Mm-hmm. The physical layer of that. For that. Yeah. Stuff. A stripped horn or something like or that. Me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I've had servos fail in flight, you know, um, Tail servos just kind of like completely lose power and, you know, that type of deal. Cyclic servos lock out and go full negative or just completely lose power. And then, you know, obviously that's, it's a limp servo. You only have Mm -hmm. part of your cyclic ring going. So that doesn't work. (laughs) Um, yeah, servo issues are, in my opinion, are one of the scariest. Like obviously fibrous issues is the scariest. That's your total control of the helicopter, but. Losing one of your servo control services, oh, it's a bad day for that helicopter. And it's funny because uh, depending on where you are in your flight, like when it mm-hmm. happened with the control horn, that just, I mean, that's equivalent of a servo that stopped working for me in the case that I had. It's just like early early on, I probably would have crashed. I mean, even you know, a couple of years ago, I probably would have crashed. But I was just like, okay, something's wrong. It's yeah. not doing what you immediately know. Okay, this is not going in the direction I'm pushing it. All right, better land, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Andy's even said recently he was able to successfully land. Yeah. I, yeah. I landed with it all jacked up. It was just barely. Yeah. Um, yeah. Tail servos for me are like the easy ones actually to land. Like not back maybe three years ago or four years ago. Mm-hmm. That would be the scariest of like a helicopter pirouetting out of control. But I noticed that like you hit throttle hold and for the most part it slows down enough that you can level the disc off and just auto it down. Um you know, to the point where now cyclic servos are like the scariest things for yeah, me. Yeah, cyclics fail. are definitely worse. Yeah. I don't think I've ever lost a cyclic, but I've lost a few tails. And yes. I, I had a tail servo fail in the worst possible way. Because when it just goes limp or I had some where the gear come apart inside. Yeah, so you have like one way and it catches or something. Well, yeah. no, it just didn't wouldn't work. Basically, oh. like the motor was turning inside, but then the output shaft wasn't moving. But the yeah. worst one I had was a fairly new servo, and the I don't want to mention the brand, but the yeah. wire come unsoldered from the pot inside. So oh, wow. the servo, the potentiometer, so it didn't oh, know what so the position was. So the servo went full stop one way. 
So I was in a full, and full pirouette. Yeah. Throttle hold didn't slow it down or anything, so oh. I just tried to hold it flat till it hit the ground. Yeah. It it sucked. It was on my gasser and, you know, 50 flights maybe. I had to send the motor off, busted up some stuff. It sucked. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I had that one go into Oxy 3, man. When I landed, I only had like one or two of the servo screws holding the case together. That was completely my fault. No, I, that's something I should have noticed. <laughs> yeah. But those are those, like I said, those are those cheaper Hobby King knockoffs. Yeah. I quit that buying. I beat the shit out of. I quit buying the inexpensive tail servos after that. <laughs> yeah. Like, that, yeah, that makes sense. That, yeah. But I did have some uh, servo trouble on my Drake when I was trying to maiden it. It's like I had did a first uh, test hover under the street light out front. And it's like, okay, everything's working fine. The next day, I go out to go fly with Keith and I go to take it in a hover. And the tail is not only is it, not only is it doing like a tail wag, but it's sporadic. It's not even like you would see a typical tail wag where it's kind of almost seems like it's timed. This was like you would see a twitch and then it start twitching again and it would go back and forth for a quick second. I tried messing with the gains, could not figure out what's going on. I end up firing it up on the servo and see if it's like if you can overpower it or the pots or something's wrong with the pot on it. And see, I couldn't find anything doing that. But what I ended up doing was I took obviously took the blades off. And I fired it up on the kitchen table, and of course I lock up, you know, kids, critters, whatever. And uh, as I got it fired up on the bench, like bank one, so it's causing some vibrations, and I just start tugging on wires. And what it was, what ultimately, what it was, it was a brand new servo extension I bought that was bad out of the package. That can happen. Yeah. I've had that happen many times, so I'm actually pretty. Mm-hmm. I'm on the fence about buying pre-made servo extensions because of that. Because that was a brand new heli, and it's like I could have buried that bitch. Mm-hmm. Like it did perfectly fine the night before when I did the test hover under the street lamp, and then like the next day on the maiden, well enough or something, probably. Right, but. So- so that kind of leads us right into the next uh, portion of this topic is identifying and resolving or and or just pushing forward. Um, what I mean by pushing forward, it's like I know the issues with the two meals that I have with the initialization um, and or with the V-Link satellites that I don't use them for either the helicopters, like the V-Link satellite issue, or, you know, with the initialization issue, I know that, like, I just have to make sure it initializes properly or I don't fly or I redo it. Yeah. So. That's a it's so I push forward on those problems because I know it's a I'm, I'm mitigating that risk because I know it works with you know when it boots up properly or when I don't fuck with the rudder stick or some shit. Um, so I'm okay with that. But I mean, how about you guys? Like, how do you you know how do you identify resolve or, and and do you push forward or do you replace? Right, that's the other option. You just chuck it and get a new one. You know, stab it with a knife because that's the thing to do these days. Yeah, stab it with a Bowie knife. Yeah, stab Bowie knife. Yes, that's what it is. Yeah, if it's a a flyboarless unit, Uh which I'm really reluctant to buy any of those used anymore because I 
got yeah. one that was used in had issues, right? Yeah, it worked okay. Then I started getting dropouts. Uh, I think it's on my Oxy 3, and I still like flying it. But uh, that's the other thing. Like, if I have an issue like that with the fly bar, yeah, I'll definitely like just up. I, I don't know. How do you even troubleshoot that when it's just the circuit board? You know, you could take it apart and yeah. look for loose stuff, no, which no, no. is obvious, but. Yeah, you know, that's, that to me is as far as the troubleshooting goes with a lot of that stuff. Like, I don't get into breaking things down unless it's like something like current draw on a servo that you could tell. But if it's, uh, it's, it's usually, it usually stops with me at the physical layer, like if physical mechanical type thing, then that's where I like something that's easily, not easily identifiable, but something that's, kind of physically obvious like you can see all right this is burnt up or you know it's got marks on it or this wire's cut yeah that kind of thing Mm -hmm. what what about you andy uh well it depends on what it is if it's a fly barless unit if it's doing something like browning out i would want to look at the logs and see if it's a power issue or if it's actually the unit itself it's the unit itself and the power's good there's no voltage drop or anything then i would probably not use it if it's some sort of initialization error like the thing i was talking about or what you're talking about i would just keep using it because yeah. i don't feel just like aware that's of a it, right? thing yeah. that's going to go bad in flight uh servos if servos are sketchy then i probably wouldn't use them because they're that's immediately going to crash you yeah. yeah. ESC and BEC, if you're running a backup, then I would just run that because the worst that happens, it cuts your motor off and then, but you're not going to lose total control. So you have a good chance of saving it. Yep. Um, so yeah. Does that make, that, that makes everything? sense. Yeah. That makes yeah. sense. One, one thing, thing I, I would, oh, go ahead, Kevin. One thing I would add is, uh, like the, the backup systems we were talking about, like I had the Opti Power one. And mm-hmm. I'd replace that battery. And some, sometimes the issue that you're resolving and the way you're resolving it is to upgrade it. Like I, I think the mm-hmm. Aeropanda is an upgrade from a battery setup. Yeah. People might not agree with me, but I think it's an easier option. You know, you push the button and it shuts it off. It automatically turns on. It's like, yeah. In fact, you don't even have to push a button. It'll just drain and shut Or it'll just, off. right, right. Yeah. Or just yeah, drain it's really the, the only option. I don't like the ones that you yeah. have to turn on. Because that's just asking to be forgotten about. And then I use the the Opti ones a lot before Mm -hmm. the capacitor ones come along. But the capacitor is obviously way better because you don't have a battery to maintain. Yeah. And you don't have to disconnect the battery if if you're not going to fly a helicopter for a long time and things like that. Like that's. But I definitely wouldn't even look at one that you have to activate or turn on before you take off. To turn on. Yeah. Yeah. And before I would forget that every single time. No way. Um, one one other thing I wanted to bring up with the um, ECBC issues is, um, and I, this never happened to me. I don't know if it happened to anyone else, but I'll, I'll bring up a scenario with certain ESCs have a completely separate BC bus. Mm-hmm. So if a BC goes bad, you can still use that ESC as an opto and run a receiver pack. Mm-hmm. Have you folks any have experience with any of that stuff? Other than okay. that one, I don't think I've ever lost a. And ESC and the BEC still worked on it. It would just lose motor power. Yeah. So yeah, I don't think I've ever lost a BEC, honestly. Okay. And I haven't had ESC issues like that. No. Yeah. 
I'm curious. I, I personally never had that happen, but I, I've heard of, you know, Hobby Wings specifically just because they have a separate bus system for the BEC that if the BEC goes bad, you could still use the ESC yeah. um, running an Opto version, right? Like running as Opto. So this is interesting, you know, why, um, you know, why just get a whole new ESC if, if you can still use it with like a, a $20 receiver pack, you know, and be perfectly fine. Well, some um, people don't want to have to hang a receiver pack off their heli. It's true. already clean and stuff. And yeah. I guess I should back up and say I would I would just run the ESC because I wouldn't worry about it. I'm talking about if it's like the motor cuts off and then cuts back on or something weird. I would keep flying it and yeah. keep diagnosing to try to find the root try of the problem. Hmm? But if your servo's twitching or acting weird, you better be replacing it, I guess is what I was getting at. Because you can't... Yes. You don't want to keep flying and trying to diagnose a weird servo. You could do it on the bench, I suppose, but mm-hmm. I don't know that I would fly with a cyclic servo that's being weird. Yeah, because it's, it's so yeah. it's so dangerous. Like it could throw the heli in a weird like it could yeah. send it behind you or into the ground or yeah, in your not face only that, or whatever. If you lose a cyclic and you do positive or negative collective, that. Helicopter is not going to go up and down. It's going to no. go all yeah, go. over the place. Right. Um, so your expectations you of the helicopter movements, go. yeah, you can't project it. You can't, you know, call it. Especially, it's bad if you lose like a cyclic, an aileron surface cyclic. But if you lose that elevator cyclic, holy shit, that's a lot of control you're losing off that one servo. Mm-hmm. You know, so very scary. But, uh, yeah. And, and you brought up a good point, though, to think about while you're troubleshooting, Steve. Like, I don't know if I would even think that, okay, my heli's booting up, but I'm not getting any power to the servos. Like, what's going on? Mm-hmm. I guess, and I guess eventually I would think, oh, yeah, it's got to be if there is an internal BC or something's up with the ESC, it would lead me down that road. But just to have that, you know, mm-hmm. kind of. I don't know. It's just like a troubleshooting tip to have in your head, you know, for yeah. the next time you, or if you ever run across that, you know, easy way to tell on the hobby wings, especially I think is because, uh, you're, if you use a fan, that programming port dies, that's like that part of the, that's part of the BC bus. So I think if your fan stops working and you can't get a programmer card to work, that means your okay. BC is dead on your AC. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Um, so one one thing that we you know we're talking about identifying and resolving and pushing forward with these issues or or the, the electronics we have, but we didn't talk about one other option that we have is uninstalling the damn thing and sending it back to the manufacturer for repair. Yeah, or or keep going, whichever way you want to pick. <laughs> I mean, how I mean, they could even give it a look over, you know, on mm-hmm. certain components like uh, like your turbines uh, and then apparently your gassers too. Yeah, yeah, like like turbine motors, gasser motors. You can, you know, those engines. You can ship them out, have them rebalanced, refixed. You know, tune back up to spec. Um, you know, I think um, that depends on what it is and how much it costs. Whether it's worth mm-hmm. that. Yeah, I mean, think about the same thing with the nitro motor, right? We have issues with nitro motor. Mm-hmm. Our go-to is like let's replace everything internally and and see how it goes. You know. Yeah. So. Well, I meant like um, sending something off, like sending the ESC off. If it's a. Yeah. It's if it's a contronic, you're probably gonna send it off and get it fixed. If it's a you know, hundred and twenty dollar hobby wing, it might cost you a hundred dollars to ship it, get it fixed and ship it back, at which point you're like, eh, yes. whatever. So, so have you guys depends. ever 
Have you ever done that though, Andy? Like with a, or any of you guys, have you done that with a fly bars unit or I'm, I'm ESC? I have with a fly bars unit once. Mm-hmm. I've only okay. done it with one servo and that was because my own doing, um, after a fun fly, I was cleaning down the NX four and discovered I had some chafing on the wire and it was a little too close to the box. So I gave, uh, manufacturer a call and sent the servo off and got it back yep. like a couple of weeks later. Yeah. Um, my personal experience is I don't send anything back. Um, I've had experience with sending something back and I'm not going to say what it is because you'll know exactly what I'm talking about, but the manufacturer basically just offered, they said, nothing's wrong. You can pay to get a ship back or you can, well, give you 25% off a, a new one so that way you don't have to worry. And I thought that was the worst customer service they can offer. Mm-hmm. Um, so from that moment, I kind of stopped stopped putting in support calls for, for issues just because if it's a problem, I'll just buy another one of a different brand or something else. Yeah. You know, I'll, I'll let the manufacturer know that I had this issue. But you know, at, at a certain point, I'm not going to leave it onto them to try to support me because I, I don't think I get the support from certain companies that I think yeah. we should be getting. So I'm going to bother. Well, that goes back to it depends on what it is and what company, like what brand it is. You yeah. you can find out if they got good service or not. Yeah. The only time I've ever had to contact the manufacturer is when I bought, and I bought a used uh, V-Control, the the classic. Mm-hmm. And, and when I got it, uh, the the knob itself was like, was jumpy, was jittery. Yeah, it was, it was like dirty. Yeah, right? and it, it, it felt like right. an old radio con- knob that had static on it. And I contacted Mikado and I was like, listen, I don't want to like damage this thing or anything, but it seems like I could just open it up and blow it out with air and it'd be fine. And they were like, yeah, go, you know, that's not going to damage it. You know, just be careful opening it up and all. He opens it up and pulls all the, the <laughs> rips it leads off of oh, shit. Shit. Just rips the antenna off. Yeah. What the hell? <laughs> you told me I could open it. <laughs> but they're like, yeah, just be careful and you know, because I, I asked them, should I send it to you guys or should I just open it up and like blow some air through there? He's over there cracking it open with an axe, trying to <laughs> yeah, get pry inside. bar, uh-huh. yeah, crowbar. Right the got in the vice. <laughs> I got I got like a wood saw on it in the vice. <laughs> yeah, right old coping saw. Yeah. <laughs> But that was my, that's really, I guess I've been kind of lucky. That's been my only experience with. with I guess uh, I've been lucky too. I haven't had a a lot of issues. Some people have a ton of issues and I guess some of us just look out and don't have too many. Yeah. Yeah. I think I've had my fair share, but I think it's helped me, you know, Mm -hmm. identify things and work on troubleshooting things better. And also kind of like what products I like and what products I don't like, you know? Mm -hmm. Right. too. Well, There's something to be said for, you know, contacting support and what your experience is with that company. Yeah. You know? Yep. All right. Anything else you want to talk about in this? Yeah. No. We Can't should do a show different. on that, dude. I'm ready to quit <laughs> working on this topic. <laughs> no, I feel like this is good. We, we, you know, it's not something that normally people talk about. Yeah, you know, absolutely. I guess so I think it's good. All right, let's move it on. Do we have an Ian's tech tip? God, I hope so. Uh, yes, we do. Holy. Nice. All right. 
What do we got? Uh, storage Solutions Part 2. Um, I was about to say, didn't we do a storage solution already? Yeah, we did. Um, I decided to go ahead and do one. Um, since I've been kind of doing some organizing around the well, the hobby area, um, I actually cleaned up a little bit of clutter. You know, just some of the small stupid stuff like connectors, um, bottles of CA, you know, just stupid shit like that just laying all over. Uh, I ended up picking up uh, from Sterilite. It's uh, the the smaller. Uh, uh, they're not too. I mean, they're they're the desktop drawers that you can get. You can typically find at Walmart. Um, pretty much, I was just strolling through Walmart, seeing them, and it's like, you know what? I need this, and I grabbed two of the smaller ones. Uh, I don't know what those measure out to be, but. Uh, they're like a couple times smaller than the big ones. And those ones measure out at like, uh, like 14 inches by like 14 inches by 10. So, and the big ones, uh, the inside dimension is like 12 by 12. Typically they're meant for like crafts. Um, you can put papers in there, whatever. Uh, what I've got in there right now is just, Servo connectors, just stupid little stuff that, you know, needs to find a home and not just sit out all over my desk and bench and everything. Um, probably not ideal for anything that's going to be of any type of weight, like, you know, wrenches, tools, you know, shit like that. Um, so, yeah, it was like 13 bucks at Walmart. So definitely not a bad buy, but... Some may hate it, um, especially Andy, but eh, it's just whatever. It's whatever's going to clean up my bench. Uh, the little ones, I've got you know some hardware packs in there. I haven't opened up and sorted and put away or anything like that. It's just stupid little stuff. Um, so, yeah, I just kind of figured I'd share something on that. Just to have a tech tip coming up, um, I've got a couple other tech tips that are on I'm going to be testing on this week so and trying them out for myself all right cool so, can we rewind a little bit what's up so these sterilite countertop drawers now I know we made a comment before the show recorded that these are POS's and they're cheap and they don't hold things well um, my problem with them is not the drawers itself it's me. I'm going to load the shit out of those things up and then still have <laughs> the same mess on my desk. So now I just have a drawer full of shit and then still the same mess on my desk. So I, I you know, personally, um, if I want a clean desk, I take a box and throw everything in there. And if I don't touch it in a couple of weeks or a month or a year, I throw that box away and kind of start like that, you know? Uh, um, I figured you would just like take your armor and like clear the whole desk off. Yeah, yeah, right into a box. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, because the things you really need, you'll pull back out of the box. Pull out of the box, or you put them in like like I have my you know like storage solution number one, part one, where I have my shoe boxes that have my electrical connectors and you know solder and things that are related to battery connectors. Right, it has all my battery connectors, whatever types I have, and then, then there's another box that I have all my parts and stuff. So like. If they're on my desk and they don't get back in those boxes, that means I didn't really need them, and they just mm -hmm. clutter on my desk. So yeah, 
agree. But I mean, but you know, not, I'm not trying to debunk your story switch part two. Oh, no, I'm no. just saying personal experience, just to share that that I don't like these type of drawers because it just ends up being Full more shit. stuff on my desk with more stuff inside them that mm-hmm. I'm not going to touch. They're really flimsy too. I would say when, when you know, if you want to try them out, try them out, and then when your kid gets to college, you can tell them to take those with them to the yeah. dorm room. Here's your furniture for college. Here's yeah. your furniture. All the cheap plastic IKEA and Walmart stuff. Dude, I've used those things, and what happens with those is the drawers either sag or the in-between parts mm-hmm. sag yeah, that are holding up the drawers, out. and they're, yeah. they're yeah, I'm fighting with them. Yeah, but and I think like the drawers warp too, and the plastic warps then yeah. fall off the rails too, and they get all stupid. Yeah, 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 yeah really. Oh, if you don't weigh them down, <laughs> I think they're all right. Well, I'm not saying it's like a best buy or anything, but I've got just like little stupid shit in there. I mean, nothing that's going to be too crazy. Um, but so they work really good if you don't put anything in them, I guess is what we're saying. <laughs> not heavy stuff. It's like I've got some wire. Uh, I've got CAs, adhesives. Don't put much wire in there. Drawer. I've be- been, I've been uh, a big fan of like labeling anything. Like any kind of box or any kind of whatever, to where I, if I put it on the shelf, I can. I, I don't. In my mind, like I've watched Adam Savage and his organization, which I think is like a uh, like a garage sale, or I don't know what's going on. He might have a great system, <laughs> but I've tried to do like partly what he does, and I've tried oh, to like do hard. my own thing. Well, I don't think that for me, I don't think there's a great way to do any of it. Part of his problem is try to take four <laughs> tractor trailer loads of shit and then fit it in your living room. In, That's about what his shop looks one. like. Yeah. And I, I do. Yeah, that guy's that guy's just uh, got so much stuff, and I, I, and everything has got a story to it. I mean, I get it, but it's just like I've tried to. I, I did the tool thing, and that came out great. But uh, and I've done the the shoe boxes, and it's just like like Steve said, if you don't keep up with it or if you don't put anything back where it came from it's just like gonna wind up in a box and yep. that's what happens with me sometimes it's like you, you got to take the time to to put things back or whatever absolutely oh, yeah. and i will say the shoebox idea i'm still i'm still using it and i swear by it actually well because and i like, like to I... go the cheapest route too and those shoe boxes are cheap the little containers that I was getting from Home Depot are about the size of a shoebox, but they're flat and they open up and they have the little dividers and it's almost like a small little tackle box. It's probably like, you know, eight by eleven or whatever. Right. Those things I was getting for a dollar, so I'd buy like ten at a shot. You know, mm-hmm. all my little nuts and bolts and everything's labeled. That's cleaned up a lot of mess. Yeah, because I've got uh, a bunch of the shoeboxes right now. And it's like one of them's like labeled for seven hundred parts. And I've got one that's about ready to be split off into two as far as uh, 380 slash 420 parts because I've got that much parts. And I've got another one for, you know, the Annex 4 and so on. So it's like anytime I need anything for a specific bird, I can go and grab it. The only uh, two birds I don't have anything as far as shoebox related parts for them they're both in the the Goblin 700 box for right now because I don't have a box labeled for them yet. Do you keep the parts in the same room as you keep that that uh, desk organizer thing you bought? Yeah. So why yeah, don't you just put the parts back in or whatever you were going to put in there? Why don't you just put them in the boxes like 
at their Yeah, because you can get away. ten. You get ten of those shoot boxes for one of these little dinky things. You can have one for your CA and for your servo connectors and for your. I don't know what else you were saying that you threw in there. Um. No, I just wanted something that was going to be on the desk that I can just grab versus like j- jumbling through the the actual shoe boxes. All yeah, right. You do, have to, gonna... you do have to like sort through the shoe boxes, even yeah. though they're stacked up, depending on how you got them. Later. Yeah. And for kind of a, a future project that I'm working on right now, I'm actually getting <clears throat> shelves. I'm going to be putting up some shelves above the, the desk so you can put the shoe boxes and you can, you know, have them labeled, but you can kind of, you know, on that way, they're not in a big stack. You could just reach and grab them. You know, you can look, so you're like, Oh, Hey, I need 700 parts and just pull it. Uh, just to kind of make it a little, a little bit more simplistic. Uh, it's like right now I've got them sitting in a, you know, in a uh, two row stack and it's just like, yeah, I had to take, you know, know, a couple down, pull the third one out, stack them back up. I kind of have them in like a cab, not a cabinet, but like a shelving unit I have in the garage, and I just have them on the bottom. Like they're like three or four stacked. I don't care. I just move. I just throw them in a pile. Yeah, I don't care. <laughs> I throw them in a pile. Throw them on the floor. I was gonna add, dude. I worked how many years? I did like service technician with either Verizon or a fire alarm company or like a local yeah. guy that did alarm systems. There was always it was always a team of guys with vans and you don't want to be that guy that has that glacier full of parts and shit that's coming out the side of his van or you don't want to be that guy that (laughs) (laughs) that gets the comment from me would you would you roll this thing over on the way here god damn it i was at the john deere place getting some parts one day and there was a dude with a, a van and it was um i forgot what it was it was one of the forklift companies he opens the side door and a whole fucking ton of shit falls out in the parking lot, like <laughs> fasteners, parts. I was like, I, poor guy. He probably took him like 30 minutes to put all that stuff back in his put van. All back. <laughs> yeah. Of course, I was laughing at him, but whatever. I, I used to work with a guy, dude, literally had the the mound of stuff like hanging out the side door. You'd open it up and it's just like just half a mound of out. shit. Yeah. Yeah. And I'd be like. Dude, how can he find anything in this? He's like, I know where everything is. I'm like, yeah, it's in the van. I know where everything is. Somewhere on the floor in the van. Yeah. I mean, isn't it kind of dangerous to have all that loose shit just rolling around in the van? It's like, what if you're in a minor car accident and then you're squished? Gonna turn it into buckshot? A shotgun of fucking parts coming to your back of your head. Yeah. But there's usually a divider between you and all the stuff. That's that's to protect the company, not you. (laughs) Yeah. All right. So are we done with the tech tip? Yeah, we're done. All right. right. Let's move it on to news and announcements. All right. Let's do some news and announcements. All right. What do we have? Um, Scorpion released uh, a little thing on Facebook that now I've lost. That I forgot to put a link in there for you guys, but basically <laughs> yeah, they updated the guide for telemetry, uh, for a um their tribunus hooking it to Fataba. So okay. go check that out if you got yeah. Fataba and you you uh use Scorpion. Uh, I can't remember something about the wire and 
just some some updated um, stuff about how to connect all that together. You can find it at scorpionsystems.com. And let's see. HeliX is this weekend. Mm-hmm. Yes. HeliX. 9-1 through 9-4. September 1st through the 4th. Uh, it, it'll be happening by the time you hear this podcast or it'll be over. So it's not really news, I guess. More of an announcement. More of an announcement. That Steve's yeah. going to be there. Yep. I don't think go I'm going to be able to make it, unfortunately. It's a uh, team of brothers weekend, right? But like, thing, whatever. What's that? Isn't it some like wedding thing or something? That was Dragonfly. Oh, that was Dragonfly. Six months okay. ago. Steve, try to keep up. <laughs> Six months ago, Ken. Uh, I remember that long ago. Talk about fun flies. Heli's Gone Wild is, yeah. I think, next week, September 9th through the 11th. Heli's Gone Wild. Allen's Air Park in Southampton, New Jersey. Yeah. Nice. Check I'm that out if that. you're in the Northeast. Should be a fun time. There's a lot of uh, events going on next weekend. Um, because you have the Mile High, Mile High Heli Showdown uh, go, happening in Longmont, Colorado. Okay. Hey, are you yeah. going to that, Ian? Uh, I was. I went ahead and opted out of it, especially mm-hmm. after I just smashed a bird in the ground and then still had to fix it. And I was just like, eh, I'm not going to go. Okay. Uh, yeah, it, I wouldn't have gotten the parts in time. And then, of course, I'd be stuck with the same old situation. Hashtag wrenching. So it's just like, yeah, I'll, I'll just oh, miss You have an NS4 that's flying perfectly fine now. Yeah, did you yeah, ever but, get your other stuff flying, your your 580? Uh, the Black Nitro, all I got to do is put it back together, and it should be good. Uh, the 580, I haven't touched it. Mm-hmm. The NX4, flying great. But the thing Double is, shuttle? no, no shuttle yet. Um, <laughs> the thing is, Nitro doesn't fly very well a mile high. Yeah, that's probably true. Yeah, yeah, so I, I didn't want to be bringing all nothing but nitros because I know I'm not going to get really optimal performance out of them. What about your 420? Yeah, I thought you had a 420. I do. Uh, it needs wrenching too. Like I only have one Gosh. bird flying. All right. You do an awful lot of wrenching and still got a lot more wrenching. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm numb to it at this point. He wrenches yeah. all the time, every week, and maybe he wrenches like Steve Shaw builds helicopters. A bowl a day, maybe. He turns a wrench. I'm wrenching. A wrench a day. Done. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe. All right. What else do we got? Uh, Some latest products from SAB. Bunch of doodads and upgrades for the 420 that's coming out. Of course, Uh this stuff's not available yet, but I guess it will be soon. Yeah. Uh, Yes. Some stuff that doesn't make any sense, like this aluminum blade grip arm. I thought the whole point of that special sacrificial plastic blade grips was to break. So I wonder if that's something that kind of goes along with the mini servo mount option. Mm, okay. It's just to be a badass, dude. Well, it's to bling out your heli, right? Instead of those black plastic yeah. blade grips, you get nice yeah, they're nice red yeah, ones. Yeah, the red. Remind me yep. of the old Align days when all the upgrades were red. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, speaking of that, some alu- aluminum front mini servo mount and rear mini servo mount. So that's pretty cool. You can run mini servos. 
Yeah. Which probably not a bad idea, depending on how you fly. Talking about right. 420 mm-hmm. millimeter blades. A lot of blade for micros. I think really. so too. Yeah. I think that's asking yeah. a lot from the those little yeah. servos. I feel like you need to go really high torquey, high end servos to deal with micros. Right, right. Yeah. Uh some stuff you've listed here, the, the XT sixty connector support, if you don't want yep. to use the quick connect thing. Uh yep. yellow painted boom, the aluminum round boom, but it's yellow. Yep. Uh Okay, so this is interesting. The aluminum motor protector bar thing. They call it mm-hmm. aluminum roll motor roll bar. Uh-huh. So goes, well, how I does guess, that mount? I guess Around it the hole? protects your motor. Yeah, from oh, a side man. impact. So on the 420 kit, for all the folks that are probably on their way building that kit since it comes out, I think, today or yesterday, um, there's two holes on each side of the motor. That are just they're drilled out, they're there, but yeah, you don't get bolts from. And you know, when I got my kit, I was like, "Am I missing the bolts? Did I forget to like? Did I lose them? Is there something behind there that's threaded? You can bolt into? It's threaded. It's a okay, yeah. There's, okay, uh, there's okay. mounts. So it's planned ahead. So basically, those holes are pre-planned for this motor roll bar mount. Okay. And basically, uh, Enrico kind of thought ahead, thinking that like, yes, the motor is big. It's a big wide pancake that can. You know, it can't hit if you were to have the helicopter hit sideways. Yeah. So to give a little protection. Um, yeah. So it's a $29 product to protect a, like a $170 motor. You know, and it also blings out your helicopter. So So it's like highway bars that Harleys have. Yeah. Big basically. bars that come out on the side. Anti rollover bars or whatever. I don't know. Yeah, not like or what I call them, like on the BMW motorcycles, and they have the the bars over the. the well, side those engine. are the cylinders. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, there's bars over those, so yeah, you know, it protects it when they lay them down sideways. So I don't think this is such a bad thing to do, though, especially you know because that motor's got the one way bearing, and I'd protect as much as I could. You know, big yeah. motor. Yeah, like you I said, think it's mainly for bling. To be honest, I think. Yeah, I think it will protect the motor. Um, what I've noticed is laying the helicopter on the side. In certain the, crashes, probably. The canopy like, and the landing gears actually hit first, so that would kind of soften the blow, but it would still hit the motor. Like, you know. Even with this yeah. thing, you think? Yeah, no, I mean, even without it, with or without it, I think, you know, the canopy and and, and the, the, the um, skids will take some of the impact energy, mm-hmm. but it's still going to have enough force for that motor to hit the ground. So like, it's, it's only going to be like half an inch. This thing ain't going to keep the mud and the dirt out of the motor though. So I think no, that's going to be more of a problem than <laughs> the impact damage. Yeah. Yeah. True. Yeah. Um, I'm sure he did it because to keep it light, obviously. Mm-hmm. And that's why he calls it a roll bar and not really like a, mm-hmm. a side yeah. protection plate, like right. a full plate, because it's not a full plate. It's literally like a top bar and the bottom bar that goes on, you know, yeah. the side. So, yeah. It's for all you guys that like to bling out stuff. Yeah. Stand out a little, you know, make your helicopters weigh a little more. And they're going to have another uh, a 21 tooth tail pulley. So what yeah. comes in the kit? You said a 20? 20 tooth. Mm-hmm. Okay. So this will be, this will lower your gear ratio a little bit. Yeah. For those high head speed folks. Yeah, that want to run that They say for miles. use with head speed over 3000 RPM. All right. Yep. Cool. Cool. 
Um, and one other thing, I know you mentioned the XC60 connector support. Um, that thing, just to kind of give an explanation what that is, is it basically makes it so you can mount an XC60 connector instead of the quick connect connector on the the battery tray um, mount or the undermount for the battery tray. So this way you can just like slide the battery and lock it in and then take plug your XC60 connector and just plug just it right plug it into up. the helicopter mm -hmm. and not have to like hold the other end and do this. You know, you don't have to yeah. do that. You just okay. hold the helicopter and plug it in. And yeah, which more shit was like that, in. man. Yeah. So it's not a quick connect system, but it is a nice connect system, I guess, or a way of connecting an XC60 to your mm -hmm. uh, helicopter. Dude, right. and, and one more announcement or news yeah. or whatever. I know it's mm -hmm. past, but uh, Chris Reibert had his uh, hell yeah. event up there at his field in close to Rochester. And I saw some video of two guys flying Augustus. Did you see that one, Steve? And one was Mike yep. Welch flying mm -hmm. your old heli. Yep. Uh, that was cool. Cool video. Yeah. Them doing some scale flying with that. Yep. Jason Smith doing some gas flights. And he has the ultimate video clip. I don't know if you saw it. Mm -mm. No, so he has a video clip of him flying. I'm, I don't know what helicopter it is. I don't know what he was doing. It looked like he was just inverted, kind of flying through the sky. And a mortar went. You see the helicopter go down. You see the mortar get shot like 45 to the echo. It had a, it was a direct hit. What like, happened? I've, I've flown in those fireworks, and I could not get a mortar to hit oh, my helicopter. Oh, And he got a mortar to hit his. About. Okay. Sorry, I thought you yes. said mortar. No, no, mortar. A mortar from uh, fireworks. He was able to get one to literally directly nice. hit his helicopter, and you see it. It hits the helicopter. The, hel the mortar goes 45 this way, and the helicopter falls out of the sky. Nice. Oh, shit. Oh. Oh, yeah, so I had out. to make a comment. Oh, it wow. took him out. It's nice. the first time I've seen it like actually happen. I've seen people crash because of fireworks mm -hmm. and stuff, but not like I've seen really it go get taken blades. out. I've seen yeah. it go through blades. And yeah, it, it yeah ricochet off the blades, and that's yeah. fine. But <clears throat> it literally hit the helicopter. And boom! Took it out of the air. It was so cool. Nice. Damn. Nice. Yeah, I'll see if I can link it. I know he had the video somewhere Those here. Those mortars are like beer cans flying up through uh, the air. Hey, yeah, they're not they're not small. They're no they're pretty, joke. Yeah. Wow, that was awesome. Cool. Cool. Yeah, it looked like a good event. It looked like uh, you know, these yeah. modern folks were there and stuff. So, yeah, wish you could have made him, but yeah, it was a favorite one of mine. Far. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, is that it for news and announcements? I think that's it. That's it. Okay. Let's move it on to what's next for you in the hobby. You'd like to go. What's next for me, you ask? What's next for you, yeah. Andy? Um, get started building this 420. I can't leave it in the box forever and ever. I got no the people want to hear. So I'll yes. probably get, I'll probably get started on it this week. I don't know if I'll finish it this week. I might. I don't know when I'll get my damn servo horns. <laughs> so probably won't maintain it <laughs> or my batteries, but I might get the build done. Got to finish it before the 420 stretch kit comes out. Yeah, really? Okay. Or whatever else. 420 nitro. I don't know what's going to happen next. <laughs> right? That'd be awesome. <laughs> I mean, I'm not quite as bad as, as Steve Shaw. I usually do get them built before they're discontinued. You know what Steve's saying right now. What the hell, man? What the hell, man? What the hell, Andy? No, he's got his what the hell, Andy? What the hell, Andy? That's what he's saying. That's okay. It's okay. What about you, Kevin? 
I hopefully will be doing some flying with Mike D on Thursday. Going to go to Polda and maybe have an airplane day. He said, I'll take anything at this point. Nice. I just want to get out of the house. <laughs> Kevin, blink three times if you need me to call the police. <laughs> I just want to get out of the house. <laughs> yeah. It's, it, I don't know. It is what it is, right? Mm-hmm. Uh huh. Yeah. So, what about you, Steve? What are you doing? You're doing yeah, something. Yeah, cool. extravaganza. So, nice. tomorrow's my nice. last day of work this week. So, tomorrow after work, I'm going to start packing all my shit into the truck, getting everything ready. I don't know how I'm going to fit. Basically, I don't know. I mean, some helicopters and a whole bunch of shit for the family so that they have blankets and pillows and I don't know, all this other shit like chairs. <sighs> God, I bring all these so you know, creature comforts. Yeah, seriously. But I guess I got to do what I got to do. So I got to pack up that stuff. Uh, and then first thing Thursday morning is drive out to uh, Woodruff, South Carolina. It's about a five-hour drive for me. Nice. So it's not too bad. I'll get there probably by early afternoon, um, get the camper all set up, You know, meet up with the camper guy, get all that situated, and then set up my family to sit in the camper and do whatever they need to do so I can do what I want to do. Go nice. fly, so now, so. now your kids aren't in school yet, right? They're going back. Oh, no, they're in school. Yeah, I'm pulling oh. them out tomorrow on Thursday. You oh, know? okay. So it's just Alrighty, an extra then. day. And it's the second week of school. Yeah. yeah. It's the second nice. week of school, so whatever. They miss a day. It's not going to get into the world. Okay. Yeah, but that's it for me. Um, yeah, can't wait to meet up with everyone and, and do some flying, so that should be fun. That'll be fun. All right. Who wants to go next? I think Ian's left. Yeah. yeah, I'll go ahead and go next. Um, other than working Discord, uh, I'm going to try to get some of this shit off my bench. Um, starting with the Black Nitro, get that going. Um, I'll start in on the Drake, kind of see what's going on. You know, see if I broke anything else other than like a boom. More than likely some linkage, you know, bullshit like that. Um, I'm going to see if I could try to get down to the bottom of what's going on with, uh, the 580 Kraken Nitro, uh, AKA the Krako. Um, and just do some more organizing around the house. You know, I've got, I got a few extra hours, you know, here at home. So just trying to get some stuff done. Uh, that's all I've really got going. All right. Yeah. Okay then. Listener pipeline. Yep, we got one. We nice. got one. Mm-hmm. Hey, freeform guys, what's up? Yeah, what's up? Steve, what's up? Going what's from up? South oh. Florida, guys. You couldn't ask for better weather right now. It's in the low nineties today. Beautiful day. Beautiful day to be here. Uh, doing a little bit of wrenching, <clears throat> one bolt at a time. I'm not going to talk to you about which helicopters are done, <laughs> which ones are flyable. Andy, have you got your OMPM 2 v 2 flying yet? No. <clears throat> I know that you've probably been turning some bolts on that no. over the last week or so. Uh, have not repaired mine yet since a slight little uh, tail boom failure. <clears throat> I think it might have been a mechanical <laughs> error, but I'm not 100% sure. <laughs> i got to say, guys, Kerry Brooks, this guy is what you need to actually – maybe think you should set this the benchmark as far as what you podcast aficionados should be looking for. You know, a little bit of content, man. This guy's classy. 
He's a great helicopter flyer. And think about it. What does he do best? I think he brews beer. So, you know, I'm thinking if you guys maybe would uh, take a hint, get you some skills, a little bit of flying skills, get you a little bit of charisma, and maybe if you brew some beer, boys, this might be a winning combination. <clears throat> I uh, I use Mr. Teshner as my example since obviously he lives here in sunny South Florida. He's kind of a transplant, sort of a new guy, but uh, I'm thinking, guys, the benchmark's a little bit on the low side. You know what I mean? Of course, he's in Jersey right now. Maybe he's picking up a few pointers from Mike D., the planker. Anyway, guys, uh, Kerry Brooks, was great to hear you. It was good to hear so many other people you've had lately. The list goes on and on, but, uh, you know, I, I won't even get into that. Anyway, hope y'all are doing well. Hope to see some of you uh, at the fall mowdown coming up very soon, actually the end of the month. So uh, that certainly is something to set your sights for. Got to get back to wrenching, guys. Have a great night, and uh, see you again soon. Bye. Oh, thanks, Steve. Thanks, Steve. Thanks, so, Steve. He's going to come to the fall mow down and stay for two hours again. Uh huh. All right. I don't know, dude. I got a comment. Calling his crash on that OMP uh, helicopter, that little helicopter, a mechanical tail boom failure. Is that what he called it? <laughs> Something like that. That's mechanical like, tail boom failure with an electric. That's drive like describing the Kennedy assassination as a misfire. I mean, come on. <laughs> that was. <laughs> That was completely his fault. <laughs> uh, I was on the grassy knoll and I saw the whole thing. Mm-hmm. All right. Sounds good. All right. Let's All right. wrap it up then. Yeah, let's wrap this up. Yeah. Wrap it up. Uh, Facebook likes. We are at 1,415. I count two new likes. Now, I feel like that number has been always rotating around that 1,415 or 12 or 13, but yeah, let's uh, read some names. All right. We have Jared Pullum and yep. Matthew Neely. Matthew uh, Neely. Thanks, guys. I think, thanks I think for liking us. I think he was the guy that said, uh, hey, you might even talk about helicopters this time. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I think that was him. Did we? Did we talk about helicopters? I think, I think so. A little bit this yeah. time. A little bit this time. Yeah, okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's see here. Facebook comments. What do we have there? We have a share uh, on the last episode with uh, with Carrie Brooks. That was all I saw for the last episode. I know that uh, Ian posted a, a meme, and we had some <laughs> comments on that. And uh, it was to wish Shaggy part. Parker, happy birthday. Yes, today's Shaggy's birthday. Happy birthday, Shaggy. Uh, that's all I saw, Steve. So I don't know, if uh, Andy, if you saw anything else. Um, we got a comment from the week before from a dude over in the UK, which is cool. Okay. We didn't read it last week, I don't believe. Yeah, yeah I don't think we got it in time. It was yeah, that. Yeah. Yan Lockhart. Says always listening from across the pond here in the UK. Sometimes we need the Google Translate to convert the American <laughs> to real Queen's English. I bet he really really likes my accent. I, I keep I keep looking for these snacks in the shops over here, but so far they are nearly all unheard of. 
Only found the Pringles, but they weren't recommended. Keep up the good work, guys, and don't forget to talk about Haley's now and again. Oh, this is the guy. Yeah. Again. Kevin Teshner says, thanks, John. Yes, every now and then we should talk about Haley's. And then, we talk about uh, everything but it. <laughs> talk Haley's and everything. Yeah, somebody said, oh. Uh, oh, this is Steve. Haley's, there's enough Haley shows talking about Haley's. <laughs> now, a Haley show that t- talks about some Haley's, a plank once in a while, rebuilding your house or your car, movies, shows, recommend recommendations, snacks to go with the movies and shows. Ian learns a tech tip once in a while as well. That's simple, something special right there. I agree, Steve. Sorry, Ed. Very good, no, Steve. That's all good, man. Yeah, so that, right. that was cool. And Yen, you might be able to find uh, those American stuff in like the special aisle at the grocery store if it has international. Yeah. Because I, I know that's where that. I find the British stuff. I've seen pictures yeah. online of in various places where they have an American section. It's just all our junk food, basically. <laughs> Seriously. I believe it. Yeah. All I've right. wondered if Chinese people go out for American food. Over no, there. They not, do. It's not it's McDonald's. It's called the McDonald's. Uh, no, they got all that stuff up there in China. Yeah, they got everything. Yeah, you can get shrimp at KFC. I remember that. A, a shrimp po' boy, and I was like, "Wow!" Yeah, I get a shrimp po' boy KFC. But they have, yeah, huh. they have completely different menus, don't they? I mean, I guess they have yeah. some stuff, but yeah, like you get a burger and stuff from McDonald's and chicken nuggets, things like that. But then they'll have like rice and something else. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, cool. Okay, uh, Facebook listener post. Poppy mm. Ryber. Just like no. just Robert one from last week, where he's talking about the uh, annual Northeast model helicopter jamboree. Okay. So no, all right, nothing new. What about website comments? Hmm. What about them, Andy? See anything? No, we have no emails. I just I'm checked. remoted into my PC of okay. Florida, so no emails. Okay. All right, and people Podbean. People of Podbean, there was a few things that happened on Podbean. Let me look. Uh, I think there was a few notifications I see here. Give me a sec to enlarge my screen. <laughs> because I'm on my laptop. Uh, Albie Robinson? Robson? Uh, he liked episode 335. It was in Oz. And he also liked episode, oh, I'm sorry, 339. It was in Oz and 338, fellow podcaster series with Darren Weens. Uh, Carrie Brooks, Brooks started following us. Bare Metal Fabrication liked episode 340. Carrie, uh, Carrie Brooks, Magical Brew. And Heliman liked episode 334. Nice. Uh, which is the Kenny Sierra one we did, fellow podcaster series. Nice. That's cool. So thanks, Thank guys. You, Thanks, guys. Um, I don't know if I read this, but I'm going to read this again just because I found it funny that um, someone else left a very similar um, comment. Okay. So, Flyride RC seven days ago says, I gained 10 pounds listening to this episode for episode 339, Ooze and A's. Um, but a month ago, Boogie said the same thing. I gained 10 pounds listening to Andy's snack tip. Yeah. 
<laughs> feed me episode. So I just thought it was quite interesting that these both both these guys gained ten pounds from listening to us. Okay. Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's see. What else do we have? iTunes review or the lack of it. I don't know, Andy. Oh, we got anything? I can't check. I forgot that one. Probably. I'm oh, going to say nothing because we never get anything. But I'll look. You guys talk amongst yourselves. I'm trying to log in. My It says my Apple ID has expired. It's good because I hate iTunes. Don't you have an iPhone? You know you can just I do have an iPhone. It through it. You don't have to log into anything. I know. I know. He just wants to bitch. Do you I'm know? searching right now. He just wants to complain. No, I don't know. Actually, how do I do this? Andy, can you help a senior citizen with his iPhone? <laughs> no. I'll push you right down the stairs. <laughs> help me. Somebody pick up my jitterbug phone. Andy, push me down the stairs. <laughs> yeah, mine's being weird and it won't. What the hell do I? No, nothing new. <laughs> All, All right. I told you. Okay. Yeah, you did. Try. Got to check, though, man. Gave it an effort. Yeah. Okay, so drop us an iTunes review. We'll read the review on the next episode. Email us at freefarc at gmail.com. Like us on Facebook. Facebook.com slash freefarc podcast. Check out our webpage, freefarc podcast.show. Not show. I still pay for that. Uh, <laughs> flight test forums, off the field, audio, video production, other than flight test podcast, freefarc podcast. Say hi to David Hill, aka Hill the Flyer. Hey, Dave. Hi, David. Hi, David Hill. Yeah, I actually pinged David a little while ago. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Let's see. Fellow podcasters, we have the Heliheads podcast. That's with Kevin, Dan, and like 35 other people. Yeah, the rest of the Heli community. If you're into this hobby, you're eventually going to be part of that show. Yep. Uh, (laughs) RCHN version 3. That's with Dan, Mm -hmm. Rob, and Mm -hmm. Nick. And? And Devin. Yes. McClellan. Yep. Can't he just do his own show? Mini McToon? He can go on for hours, so I'm sure he could do his own yeah, show. Yeah, easy. <laughs> sure. Mm-hmm. But he's a dude, he's, he's a smart kid. Um, I, I hate the fact that he's going to hear me t- say that he's a smart kid, but he's a smart kid. Well, I can edit that out. I'll bleep All right. that out. All right. He'll bleep just that. say he's a bleep kid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> perfect. That'll, that'll work. Yeah, that'll be perfect. All right, uh, let's see. Continuing Maximum Collective podcast. Maximum Collective. Uh, that's with um, Greg, Gary, and and Steve. Uh-huh. Greg, Gregor, and Steve. Yep. Gary, Steve, and, P- and Bobby, like Peter, Bobby, <laughs> and Cindy. I don't know. Oh, jeez. All right, Telerotor. <laughs> Telerotor podcast. That's with uh, Michael Shaggy Parker, uh, DePaulo, Monty. Cliff Lewis and uh, Rich, Rich Sauer. Uh-huh. Uh, let's see here. Skids up. Skids up. Frank Javier, Paul, and Darren. Uh-huh. Uh, let's see. Houdini RC Heli podcast. That's with Rich and Kenny. Yep. Inverted down under. Ozzy and Jeff. RC Roundtable. RC Roundtable. That's with uh, a couple of guys. That's with uh, FTL. Um, with Fitz, Terry, and Lee. Yes. I was going to say something because uh, I'm still watching um, Fitz on uh, YouTube. 
Yeah. And he's putting out some videos. The hobby, 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 hobby view. Hobby view. That's it. Yes. Yeah. Hobby view. Uh, RC after hours. With Andre. Yeah. Still kicking ass with that. Uh, Park Flyer podcast. That's with uh, two mics and a J. RC Plane Lab. Ron and Tom. All Things That Fly. With Lucia Miller and Moose. Moose. All right. Don't forget to check out Bill Lane's YouTube channel. Don't forget. Don't forget Bill. How could you forget Bill? How could you? Yeah. All right. By the way, Bill, stop talking shit. Okay. <laughs> you're gonna talk shit about me. You're gonna talk it right. Just saying. Uh, wow, is he talking shit about you? If he's talking shit about Steve, he should come on the show and do it. That'd be great. Yeah, absolutely. I can't wait. Yeah, we could have like a Steve off. I could talk shit about Steve <laughs> Shaw, and Bill could talk shit about. Bill Steve be Newman. like, "Well, the the f stop, the ISO. Steve's a dick. <laughs> Shutter speed." Oh, shit. So I'd fall asleep for the first two statements yeah. and then wake up for the third one <laughs> and fall back asleep. I get it. <laughs> All right. That'd Thanks to our show. listeners, except for Bill. We are Sky. We'll see you next time. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> oh, talk to Rob. We'll give him the great shit. You have a link to this Starlight counter top drawers you're talking about? What? Uh, yeah, let me see if I can find one. Oh, are you talking about these little, like, white, three bent thingies? Yeah. Uh, I hate them. What? Let me look. Let me look. I'm sure I hate no, them. No, no, let me look. Let me look. Is there a link? I put shit in it, and it just gets Starlight. shit. Yeah, it's just... Hang on, hang Can, on. And they're plastic, they drawers. can't really put much weight in it, and it like bends and... I don't know. I don't like them. I think I do have a bunch of those. You get them at Home Depot for like a dollar a piece. Oh, no, no, not these things. Yeah, no. Oh, these suck. So, yeah. The worst fucking thing that they've ever invented. <laughs> this is... This, Anybody I, would use it, I hate clearly dude, a fucking Ian, I hate the, I hate the, the... Come on, man. I hate to burst your bubble, Ian, but I would not... <laughs> those freaking things they do kind of suck i mean they're I was, worse when they make the bigger ones yeah because they they, yeah, they wind up bending and it's hard to yeah. get them open. there's a there's and a set over here and i fucking hate them i want to throw them out the door i don't like them they're awful yeah i've only got just small stuff in it we're saying all this he just bought 10 of them <laughs> you bought a pack of four. actually no i only bought three I bought like one of the one that I've got the link for, and I got two of the smaller ones, which they're just holding stupid little stuff anyway. I mean, it's kind of <clears> late <throat> to be announcing Hex since it's going to be going on the time this comes out. We should have did that last week. I forgot about it. Yeah. Well, I'm just going to like say that I'm going to be there. Yeah, but nobody cares about that. 
Andy bringing me SmackDown tonight. <laughs> I, was such I don't a know. Dick. It was Tuesday Night Raw <laughs> tonight. Oh, my head hurts. I don't feel good. That's my excuse. Some new products for the 420. I don't know. Does your I'm face hurt? hurt? Yeah. <laughs> it does. <laughs> Always. I can't even say the rest of that. I'm laughing already. <laughs> Kevin, go check on the wife. I will. Yeah, I do have to go check on her because she took a lot of medication today and she was out cold for like five hours. Jesus Christ. Yeah, she was out, like out, out cold. And she hasn't really been sleeping that good at night. It probably has something to do with me going to the bathroom 14 times. (laughs) I will say... After um, drinking martinis. 